4: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio it's opening day
4: again we'll get to that in just about a minute but right now it's time to say yes it's that time good morning america <coughs> yes 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 it is fox football sunday he's brian Noah, i'm andy Furman, and we are both coming to you live from the fox sports radio studios and we're brought to you by geico 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, 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 he said, without further ado, the man of the hour, my partner, my friend, the one, the only, Mr. Brian, no, hello, B, hello, B.
8: What's going on, Andy Furman?
4: I tell you what. Glad to be
8: here with you on a Sunday morning. I'm happy you're
4: here. I really did. You have a good week. Just tell me. Everything good? Healthy? Things good? It's
8: pretty good. Not bad. You know, I'm above dirt. So we start with that. That's good. It's a good thing. And then anything else is a cherry on top, you know?
4: Right. And we're all here at full strength. Thank goodness we're all here ready to rock and roll. And I can't wait because yesterday you talk about not one, but two great finishes in two separate sports. I mean, really, it was a tremendous sports day. I mean, I'm, I'm still giddy over that. And plus, the icing on the cake is we have NFL later this afternoon. I can't wait. Really. Am I that crazy? Am I the only one this giddy about this?
8: No, I don't think so. I think you're the only one this giddy at this hour, but you're not the only one giddy. You know, people are going to eventually get there <laughs> but It's But a, a little bit earlier around the country for this level of giddiness. But yeah, I think a, a lot of America is going to catch up with you. They certainly were with you last night during that baseball game. That was yeah, insane. Talk about what a let's game.
4: Talk about I tell you what, though, the Dodgers, one strike away from taking a 3-1 lead in the World Series instead mm. the series now is tied at two games apiece Tampa Bay wins and wins in a wild a wild back and forth deal Saturday night thanks to a Brett Phillips walk-off single against Kenley Jansen unbelievable and here's what Phillips had to say after the
0: deal I saw we're running out of bench guys maybe use me to pinch run steal bag there I going for Troy you know, I'm fifth in the lineup, coming into the tunnel. Hoover looks over at me. Yeah, hey, you're, you're coming up fifth. Let's go win this thing, I said. You already know.
4: It's unreal. I mean, you got to call it a walk-off single because the Dodgers center fielder Chris Taylor booted it big time. You never uh-huh. saw that. And then the catcher, Will Smith, he was unable to hold the relay, throw it back at the plate, and it was all over. It was, it was amazing. I mean, I, I haven't seen that in big league baseball in eons. It doesn't happen often.
8: Yeah, well, the first part is Brett Phillips with the hit. And that was shades of, this is ancient history now, but remember Francisco Cabrera of the Atlanta Braves? He had a big hit in the 92 NLCS, and it scored Sid Bream. Remember Sid oh, Bream yeah, just yeah, lumbering yeah. around? It was Francisco Cabrera, this no-name guy, who had this huge hit in a big moment. That's what Brett Phillips reminded me of last night. This no-name And that's basically their season on the line. Yeah, you know, sometimes teams can come back from a 3-1 deficit, but I have a hard time seeing Tampa coming back against L.A.'s offense and their starting pitching that has been fantastic for the most part in this series. I have a hard time envisioning the Rays winning three straight games. So for Brett Phillips to come through with a hit like that in that moment, I think it saved Tampa's season. And then like you said... The horrible defense on oh. that play with Chris Taylor booting the ball and then Will Smith not catching the ball and thinking he had to make a swipe tag. <laughs> the Rosa Rosarena doing his Daniel Jones impression, the Giants quarterback. Remember when he fell down, got tripped oh. up by the turf monster? Yeah, that yeah. was a Rosarena
4: last night. It was crazy. Yes, it was. It's amazing. I tell you what, let's take a listen to that replay. Go ahead. Let's hit it. Jansen. That- Unreal. Joe Buck on the Fox TV call of the game last night. And, and a, a little anecdote here. As far as Brett Phillips is concerned, it was his first hit since the 25th of September, you talk about lady luck. Sometimes you have to have that in the world of sports. And certainly Tampa had it last night. I had the Dodgers winning this series in five games. I'm not so certain I, right now what's going to happen. I really don't. It's been a great series, although it's been overshadowed by football, which is a shame. But you know what? There's, there's some people watching baseball. I'm going back and forth last night. I'm going back and forth all over the place. I mean, I'm, I'm going baseball. I'm going college football. I'm going. The, I'm going all over. It's amazing.
8: Well, here's the thing. First off, we don't care about your viewing habits. I'm just kidding. (laughs) kidding. Uh, Second off, you think about where the Dodgers would have been winning the game, being up 3-1, but specifically with Clayton Kershaw pitching the next game, right? Like, the Dodgers with Kershaw on the hill with a 3-1 lead is light years different than Clayton Kershaw in pivotal game five. We always have to say game five is pivotal if it's a tied series, right? It's right. pivotal game five, and now you got Kershaw. It's 2-2. So I just think that the potential for Clayton Kershaw to press, to grip, to feel like, oh, no, it's happening again, it's A lot more alive with the Tide series compared to the Dodgers having a 3-1 lead. I think with the 3-1 lead, you can relax a little bit more. I liked Clayton Kershaw's chances way more if they ended up winning last night and they didn't. I think that changes everything going forward for tonight's game.
4: It, it amazes me. I mean, I, I couldn't believe I thought I thought it was over when it was like four to two. I really did. And I switched back and I said, what's going on here? But uh, again, you know, you don't expect things like that to happen, especially, you know, when you have playoff games, World Series, it's usually the guys that you don't expect to deliver are the ones that do it. And last night it was Phillips. He did it. And again, as I say, his first hits is the 25th of September. He, he's the least guy that you would expect to have anything to do with the outcome of a ball game.
8: Yeah, and I know that Smoltz, he was trying to give Kenley Jansen the benefit of the doubt where he was like, eh, it was bad defense, and he was right, but even if Chris Taylor doesn't boot it, or let's say Will Smith catches the ball, one of the two things happens. Let's say that a Rosarena is out. Kenley Jansen still blew another save. Right. So we can't completely absolve Kenley Jansen. Yeah, to Smoltz's point, they shouldn't have lost right then and there, But even if they lose later on, even if they end up winning in extra Mm -hmm. innings, he still blew another save, and that's an issue for the Dodgers going forward. Another issue. It's crazy how one hit changed everything for the Dodgers. But really, this scenario couldn't be more different than if they squeezed the last out.
4: Yeah, And what does it mean for Major League Baseball? Let, let's, let's look ahead for a second. What does it mean for Major League Baseball, or maybe it means nothing, if Tampa Bay should win this World Series? I mean, you talk about a small market team, basically payroll uh, not even 40% of perhaps what the Dodgers' payroll is, really. I mean, does it mean that there's hope for smaller markets to succeed? Uh, does it show that the scouting situation is so much better in Tampa than other ballparks and other ball teams because what they do, with how they groom their players? I mean, you got a like Charlie Morton, they're pitching for them. I mean, what is, I mean, I'm not so certain Major League Baseball and the people that run it want to see Tampa Bay win it. Maybe I'm mistaken. I think they'd rather see a large market team like the Dodgers win it.
8: Well, they'd like to see larger market teams in the World Series and winning it. Yeah, right. Like they would, it's more so about the future matchups. They right. would rather have the bigger market teams, but I don't know about all that, Andy. It's one of those deals where, you know, I don't think that. Tampa provides this blueprint that all of a sudden all these small market teams can just arrive in the World Series one year after another. You know, I think the big payrolls, uh, they typically, you're going to have a higher batting average to get to the World Series or win it, typically, right? So I don't think this is a, a climate shifter, if you will. But I think that if the Rays go on to win this series... You're talking about major changes with the Dodgers. I don't see how Dave Roberts survives if they lose another one,
4: you know? Yeah, but how do you get rid of a manager who's been the, you know, he's been to the pinnacle? He really has he, No, he, he hasn't. hasn't. Deli- they he haven't hasn't deli- won. No, He hasn't delivered. <laughs> Not. No, yeah, he hasn't that's delivered. how you
8: get rid of him is he uh, hasn't I, gotten I, to the ridiculous.
4: pinnacle. That's ridiculous. I mean, I could see if a guy you – know, there are coaches and managers that, that don't even get to the playoffs that survive, and this guy has gone to the postseason. He just hasn't gotten the brass ring yet. It's amazing.
8: Uh, that's how it works, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like when he's making pitching changes that blow up in his face, like Baez is a very good pitcher to give up the three run Homer last night was brutal. I don't know how many pitching decisions Dave Roberts has had where he brings in a guy in a moment and that guy wets himself. And we look <laughs> back at Dave Roberts, like, what are you doing? And post postgame press conference, he's like, I really like this guy in that spot. You've got Dodger fans tearing their hair out, saying, if I have to listen to Dave Roberts say he loved this guy in this spot one more time, I might do bodily harm to
4: myself. Okay, you hit it right on the head. You know, if Dave Roberts should lose his job, if the Dodgers lose this series, it won't be because of the lack of winning a World Series, but because of fan fan uprising really and they're afraid of maybe fans staying away. It's all about buying tickets, although this year no tickets were involved. It may not be next year as well. I hope they will be, but it's fan uprising and, and people who run ball clubs are fearful of fan reaction and there'll be talk radio, I'm sure, in the LA market going crazy to chop his head off. That that's why he'll lose his job, not because of anything he did poorly.
8: I disagree with you. Well you're you're not gonna make a change because of that. He's faced heat so many other uh, years, not just this one. It's about, hey, if another manager is here who makes decisions that are different than Dave Roberts, might we be in a better position to win a championship? That's the question that the Dodgers are going to be asking themselves. And this, again, this is all based on if they lose. They're still capable of winning this thing, and it's a moot point, as Al Michaels would say. But also add this to the mix here. Think about this. This was after the NLCS. When they won Game Seven, this is what Dave Roberts said. This year is our year. This is our year. <laughs> okay, so he's calling his shot right, right there, and if the Dodgers screw this up again, after he called his shot, and he might have some bad managerial decisions along the way, he's a dead man walking.
4: Well, he put himself—he backed himself against the wall by saying that this is our year. I mean, look, I understand it's emotion speaking, but sometimes you got to say. We're gonna play one game at a time. You gotta give the coach speak. You gotta do that. But he didn't. You're right. You're right. He he put himself in a position, a very precarious position. And honestly, you might you may be correct. If he doesn't win it all, he may be gone. But I, 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 I just I have a hard time with that. But a guy has done so much, you know, and I know they haven't won the series since eighty eight, but still in all he's he's been to the postseason. Others have not been there and they survive. But you know what? It's all about people that run ball clubs, you know, and people that want to see their ball club survive and do better. You know, some people are not that, I guess, you know, we saw what happened in Dallas with the Cowboys, you know, get rid of them. I mean, now there's some rumors that the Cowboys new coach this year, McCarthy, he may be gone. There's talk about him being gone. I mean, that's just the way people are.
8: Hey, man, all I know is with the Dodgers winning the division for eight straight years – If they screw this up and they still have zero rings, that's where success Uh can come back to bite you, right? That's where the expectations are raised. The Dodgers are in championship or bust mode, (laughs) and I just don't see them saying, you know what? Let's just give it another go next year. Maybe this is our year. I see them making changes. And I think the first change would be Dave Roberts.
4: Well, of course, that would be the first change. Of course, we'll see We'll see what happens. But, you know, for his sake, I hope they win it. And I tell you what, I'd like to see them win it, A, for the market size, and B, I'd like to see both the Lakers and the Dodgers win it in that city. It'd be great. It'd be a great situation. So we'll see what happens.
8: I'm rooting for drama, right? I was rooting for drama well, you last, last night. night. I'm, I'm glad that we got the tied series. I didn't want to see a 3-1 stranglehold lead. Uh, But I was doing the show last night with Ephraim Salam, who roots for the Dodgers, as does, Uh I don't know, 70% of Fox Sports Radio, it seems like, because we're based in Sherman Oaks over there in L.A. It's crawling with Dodger fans. So he took some cheap shots at the Cardinals last night, you know? Really? And so now I'm rooting for the Rays. I'm sorry, Los Angeles. I'm rooting okay. for the Rays in this one. It started with, I just wanted to see a dramatic series, and because of Ephraim Salam <laughs> and him needling me being a Cardinals fan, now I'm rooting for the Rays. I'm rooting okay, for let, Tampa. Okay, let me see You see,
4: you rooted for drama, and you got drama last night. Listen to this, though. Here's, here's my take on it. If there was no drama last night and the game ended at 4-2, we probably wouldn't even be talking about the World Series today. Think about that. We're talking about it because the way it ended, not because it's the World Series. Right. Exactly. Right. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. The
8: Tampa – shout out to Tampa for – injecting some life into the right. World Series and right. into
4: baseball. that was huge for baseball last yes, night. Yes, it was. Otherwise, no one's talking about it. That's for sure. But we got a lot more to talk about today, and you could talk to us on Twitter, at The No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877 on Fox, 877-996-6369. That's our phone number. Our lineup second to none today. Bronx Talk Radio with the amazing Chris P. We have that in this hour, hour number two, bottom barrel betting, and, of course, Brian Noah knows big in hour number three but did this guy really apologize we'll talk about that next
5: you're listening to fox sports radio
9: this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going
3: next
4: We have a major question here. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Twenty one minutes past the hour, Fox Football Sunday is Brian, no, I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And away we go because you talk about great finishes. Baseball had it in the World Series last night. Ohio State had a game that wasn't a great finish. The Indiana game was. But I want to go to this Ohio State game for a second because the Buckeyes opening up Big Ten players yesterday, 52-17 in the shoe at Ohio Stadium over Nebraska. And the funny thing is they were leading 45-17 in that last minute and the Buckeyes got on the Nebraska two or three-yard line, I believe it was, and they didn't take a knee. The quarterback was a freshman, Jack Miller, ran into the end zone, and then Ohio State Buckeye coach Ryan Day, Ryan Day apologizes for not taking that, lead, that knee late in the game against Nebraska. I, I was shocked. I was pleasantly surprised. You don't normally see that in college football when they roll up the scores. As we saw last week, with Clemson putting up 73.
8: Well, the funny part was what Ryan Day said specifically. And he said, I didn't feel like we had the personnel to take the knee. (laughs) It's like, what? What You didn't have the personnel to take a knee? That is the worst explanation I have ever heard. What personnel do you have to have to kneel on the football at the end of a blowout win? That's ridiculous. If he just said, you know what? I, I'm stupid. I messed up. I shouldn't have called a play to try to score a touchdown. That's my bad. I'm going to apologize to Scott F- Frost. He said all of those things, but he lost me. He, went, he lost me when he was like, "I didn't think we had the personnel to take the knee." Like, let's play a little game here of worst case scenario, Andy. Even if this freshman quarterback bobbles the snap or he screws it up, and Nebraska has the football, they're still down forty-five to seventeen at their own right. two-yard line. Like, who cares at that point? Just kneel on the football, man. Don't tell me about the personnel not being right. That's terrible.
4: That was the worst part of the statement because he did say, I feel bad about it. That's what he said. He says, I had a younger quarterback in the game. Then he comes back with that. I didn't feel like we had the personnel to take the knee. But then he came back and said, but I probably should have done that. So he did take it upon himself. The The onus was on him. And Because no one really asked Jack Miller, I don't think after the game, why did you run it in? I mean, obviously, if if I'm Jack Miller and I'm in there, I'm running it in. I don't care. I'm going in. Sure, he didn't
8: do the wrong thing. If there's a play to be ran, then, you know, run the play correctly. So there's nothing that he did wrong, but it doesn't work like that in life, Andy. If you're out with your girlfriend and she says, did you look at that hot blonde right there? You can't look at her and say, I probably shouldn't have done that. And then everything's fine. Like the damage has been done. No, you shouldn't have done that. All right. Don't do it again. It doesn't. It's you're being too nice. I don't know what's happened to you, Andy. For me, there used to be venom with. No, I,
4: I, I don't get the, the logic here. I mean, Jack Miller ran it in. If I'm a freshman, I'm putting in the ball it's game. It's not about I- him. It's it's about
8: Ryan Day,
4: and he screwed up. He would have been better off not saying a damn thing like Clemson did last week when they put up seventy three. Keep your mouth shut, all right? Unless he's really good friends with Scott Frost, the coach of Nebraska, and he said, "Look, I'm sorry. I should have. I should have had him take a knee. It's on him, right? Maybe we're going too deep on this. this I don't know what
8: you're. You're making this abstract. This is not hard." It was a 45-17 to 17 game. It's a right. blowout game. Exactly. It isn't classy to run it in for another touchdown. And it wasn't classy
4: there. to put up 73, and you were happy with that last week. That, Andy, that's what it's I don't not understand. the same thing. They yes, were at is the, the, the two-yard
8: line. No, they were not at the two-yard line in the final it doesn't minutes. make a difference
4: to rolling up points, but I don't want to get back into that again because I want to keep it peace. I want peace here today. I want peace. But Why I, do you want peace? Peace is interesting. I don't want peace. I don't yeah. want peace. No, All right? right?
8: Here, now, here, before we go further, because this is important, yeah. this is not the same as Clemson last week. Sure it is. When Clemson has their third stringers in there and they're playing in the fourth quarter, you can't kneel on the football with t- 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter.
4: But you can stop passing the football and they were passing the ball, too. Just run it out, and they didn't run it out. That's all I'm saying. I think 73 points is disgusting. That's you're all I'm saying. they are
8: not running the run and shoot, okay? Oh, if you throw a screen pass here or there while you're running the football mostly, if they can't stop you, they can't stop you. If you don't see the difference between the final minute of the ball game, if, they're, if Clemson's trying to go hurry up in the red zone in the final minute when they have a 60-point lead, yeah, that's a little much. That's not what happened. But I, with I hear what you say. I, I get it. I totally get it. You don't it. have to apologize for doing something right. Okay? You know, Ryan if, Day apologizing is because he knows he's screwed up. That wasn't right. a classy thing that he did. But it was a yesterday. stupid thing
4: the way he apologized. You know What, what do you mean personnel? You, know, you could have a, a mummy out there just Thank tell him you. to take Thank you. Now, a now knee, you're making right? sense. Don't tell what, me what you don't have the stupid. right personnel
8: out there to take you. a knee. Okay. That's ridiculous. You're exactly
4: right. But what about Indiana taking down number eight, Penn State. Next week, Penn State plays Ohio State. They lose that game. It's all over. Really, when you think about it, it's over. The season's over.
6: Who, the, Penn State? Was, yeah. Yeah, over. Penn
8: State season's over. It's done. 36-35 on OT. What I don't know game. if you guys saw the end of this game. It was unbelievable, right? Just the, I'm not
4: so sure he got in. I don't I know that he good.
8: did either. But Right. You know, here, so, the quarterback, Penix, right. I can't believe he got that close to the goal line because. The Penn State defender had the angle. Indiana needs the two-point conversion to win the game. And right. he has, like, go-go gadget arms. He's a long jumper. I can't believe he got that close to the goal line to begin with because I'm watching the play unfold, and I'm like, there's no way. And the next thing I know, I'm watching the replay, and I'm like, he might have got there. It was crazy that he even got that close. But, it but looked I looked like would the ball was Andy, out of bounds on I, the I don't, replay. It might have been. I don't like... This threshold of we have to be 100% certain. I've made this point before and I'll make it again. This is the perfect illustration of it. Why do we need to be 100% sure that he didn't score to say he didn't score? If I can make a better argument that he didn't break the plane of the goal line then shouldn't that be enough? Why? Why does it have to be 100% certainty? If I can say I'm 80, 90% that the ball touched out of bounds before he broke the plane of the goal line... And it did. Why, why shouldn't that be good enough?
4: I'm with you. I, I look, on the replay, and look, I'm no official. The next game that I officiated be my first. It appeared to me when I'm watching that replay, the ball hit out of bounds before the ball touched the pylon, and they gave him the two-point conversion. But, you know, let, let's take our hats off to Indiana coach Tom Allen, who had the hangy downs to go for that two-point conversion. Really. I mean, I love that. I love that, draw. I love having the hangy downs to do it.
8: Well, yeah, he did that. It's true. He showed guts to do that. They never should have been at that point because Penn State screwed this thing up, scoring a touchdown with with under two minutes to go. Did you see that? Yeah, that was, that was unreal. Like yeah. you got to know, you got to have more awareness to go down. The running back who scored, um, that was Devin Ford. He walked in. Indiana's not even playing defense at the end of regulation. They're like, please score and give us a chance to win. James Franklin, the Penn State head coach, is like, no, don't score. Don't do that. So that was a a clear mistake because Ford was looking around as he was walking to the end zone like, am I supposed to score? Should I score? And then he looked down. He's in the end zone. Right. And so Penn State only had an eight-point lead. um, And Indiana was able to tie it and went into overtime. And Indiana won it. Crazy. Craziness. But... Right. Yeah, you get my point with the replay. I don't think it has to be 100% conclusive to overturn a call. That doesn't make sense to me.
4: Well, it, but it, that's the deal. I mean, they, they say it has to be, and, and they, they said it was a touchdown. And I, 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 had some, I had some doubts. I really had some doubts of that. Look, I, I love seeing the underdog win. I think Indiana is a pretty good football team. It's like to see them win. It was like the first time beating a top-ten opponent in something like 33 years. I, I loved that. I really did. And it was great coaching. It really was by letting them score. Think about that. I mean, I know that uh, Penn State missed like a 57-yard field goal attempt and that could have really iced the game for him as well, but still Indiana played great football. They really did, and uh, they got a pretty good team.
8: Yeah, I don't want to give them too much credit for the <laughs> I, I mean, listen Andy, for the coaching decision to let them score. That's just obvious. That's their only chance to win the game. They're going to Penn State's going to run the clock out if but they But it don't was obvious
4: also for Penn State not to score. That was just, just as obvious.
8: That's on Devin Ford. That's not heads right. up. And I also think you've got to stress that as the coaching staff. I can't imagine they did with Ford scoring like that. Right. you got to anticipate they're, that they're going to let you score and say, don't score. Go down like Brian Westbrook before the goal line. Remember that with the Eagles back right, in the day? Right. It's a smart heads-up play. That it was, was the only chance Indiana had to come back and win that game, is if Ford scores the touchdown. So he did Indiana a gigantic favor.
4: Yeah, and I gotta make you feel good because you know Jordan Fighting Irish kind of took care of Pitt yesterday, big time. So crushed I'm him, sure you're happy him. about that. Yeah, yeah. I thought be turns a out bit that no drama game. with that thing. But, no drama. No drama. You Ian Book, like it. man. I'm if you're a fan, you know, If you're honestly, if you're a fan, you don't want drama, really. I mean, if you're a fan yeah. of a certain team, you want to see. You want to see a crusher. Don't
8: That's you? true. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to see a an easy landslide victory. That's a lot better than the, the nail-biter against Louisville the week before. Sure, right. yeah, as a fan, you want to see him roll on out 45-3 to every week. Dude, but I, I'm just not a believer in Ian Book, man. As we get closer to Notre Dame hosting Clemson, Ian Book, Notre Dame's quarterback. Just not consistent enough, man. Not for my taste here, Andy Furman.
4: I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Don't look now, but help is on the way. That's next. But first, here's our help. As always, Brian Fenley with the latest. Thank
11: you so much, Daddy and Brian. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts had a one run lead over the Rays, heading into the bottom of the ninth in game four of the World Series. So we thought, hey, let's put out Kenley Jansen to close it out for us. Jansen. Fox TV on the call. Yes, the Rays pull through 8-7 to make the World Series a 2-2 tie. Jansen croaking on the hill, his fourth blown save in the postseason. And both squads will meet up later today for Game 5, just after 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox TV. In college football, Indiana nicking up 8th-ranked Penn State, 36-35 in overtime. Hoosiers' Michael Penix Jr. successfully springing for the pylon to convert the game-winning two-pointer. Number 11, Miami, maneuvers Virginia 19 14, while number 9, Cincinnati, mowing down 16th ranked SMU 42 13. The Bearcats ran for over 300 yards. NFL Network is reporting the Jaguars are close to putting quarterback Gardner Minshew into the ejection seat and benching him. If his on the field struggles persist, Mike Glennon would be next in line. They'll Arizona...
8: get him winning,
11: Brian Fenley, for sure. Yeah, oh, Mike Glennon.
8: Yeah, put in Glennon, (laughs) a lot of success. You know what's amazing?
11: How has he had as long as a career as he has had? I mean, I've heard Mike Glennon for so many years, and he keeps being recycled and recycled to all these teams. Yeah, he's been a journeyman, that's for sure. The Arizona Cardinals are counting on wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup today against the Seahawks, even though he's got an iffy ankle. And finally, ESPN reporting Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder is assumed out today with a groin injury versus the Bills. Quarterback Sam Darnold will start as he comes off an AC joint sprain. Back to Brian No and my father Andy Furman, <laughs> who uses his bowling shoes as clown shoes when he does kids' birthday parties. Cuz you your dead, son.
4: Yes, I do. Thank you very much. See you in an hour. Hey, have you seen his stats? We'll tell you a little about them in just about a minute. But right now, he is Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And we want to welcome everybody back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We have Bronx Talk Radio in less than 10 minutes. And right now, we're going to talk about, I believe, the game of the day. And I say yes, day, because it was moved from Sunday night, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas. And the question I have is the situation with that Raiders offensive tackle, Trent Brown, who tested positive for COVID-19, and the rest of the starting offensive line was isolating at home this week. Now, answer me this question, because I, you know I'm not the smartest guy here. That's for certain, okay? Tennessee had some problems. They postponed their game. Mm-hmm. Now, they have a problem here with Las Vegas. They don't postpone the game. They move it from night to day. I don't get it. What, what, what was the reasoning there? Is it because the schedule's getting tightened now and there's no more bye weeks? Is that it?
8: No, I just think that the NFL is sending a different message than they did before. And so it, it was better for the Titans. It stinks for the Raiders. Sure now does. It's not apples to apples because Tennessee had a whole outbreak, right? right they had right. I don't even know, around 20 members, I think, uh, that tested positive for COVID. The Raiders haven't had as high of a number, so that's number one. But when the entire offensive line was on the reserve COVID list, we didn't know if they were going to play on Sunday, Andy. Right. And the NFL said, you know what, let's play this game earlier On Sunday, it was like, why? what? You're not playing it on Monday or Tuesday? I think that's the NFL's way of saying, hey, follow the protocols. We're not going to be the shoulder to cry on anymore. We're getting these games in. You've got practice squad guys. I don't know what to tell you. Throw some guys in uniform. That was the NFL. That was the closest thing to making a team forfeit, was saying, hey, let's just move this game up forward. And if you have your entire starting offensive line out, so be it.
4: Yeah, I, I read the same thing as you did into that, that we're going to finish the schedule. We're not taking any more Tuesday games, Wednesday games, whatever it may be. Uh, we have a X amount of days to play. And obviously, a lot of these teams already had their bye weeks, so we can't give them another bye week. We're going to play, and we're going to forge on, and we're going to finish the season, and we're going to do it with players you may never heard of, but we're going to do it. And that's it.
8: Yeah, and I get it. The Raiders, that's the first thing I'm thinking is like, you had the Titans play on Tuesday. We might not have our entire starting offensive line, and we're playing earlier on I, Sunday? That that, that, that did not quite yeah. add up, but I, I just yeah. think it's the NFL taking a different approach to this, and the four offensive linemen that were at least in contact, close contact with Trent Brown, they've been activated, so they will have the, these guys, Rodney Hudson and Denzel Good, Gabe Jackson, Colton Miller, they've been activated, so... They'll have most of their starting lineup against Tampa, which is obviously a good thing for the Raiders. But we didn't know that earlier this week, right? And the NFL was just like, eh, eh we'll just. Make what, it that what about the Raiders? Game this is kind of a,
4: a bombshell. Antonio Brown reaches a contract agreement with Tampa Bay. He's going to play in Week Eight, which is next week. I mean, and I'll tell you what. Week I mean, nine. a week 9 no, I'm sorry. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, as a fan. I'm selfish. I I want to see great players play. He's a great player now. If I if I'm a team, do I want to take a chance with him? I'm not so certain. But he did want to reunite with Tom Brady. That's what he wanted to do. And I guess Man. Brady had some pull in this.
8: Brady you had think? some say. Yeah, absolutely, he did. Yeah. This is all about Tom Brady vouching for Antonio Brown because back in March this year, Bruce Arians was asked about Tampa acquiring AB, and he was like, "No, no, I'm good on that." And he is pressed like, all right, well, if he takes the veterans minimum and you have a spot open for a wide receiver, would you still want him And Anton And uh, Bruce Arians said, no, I know him. <laughs> like, that's what he said. He's like, I know the guy from his time in Pittsburgh with AB. And so for it to go from that to now acquiring him. It just shows that Tom Brady has a ton of pull. Yes, he does. And if he wants his guy A.B., well, that's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to make happen.
4: You know what I laughed, though? I mean, initially, when we heard AB's name pop up, it was Pete Carroll in Seattle saying, yeah, I may have an interest in him. You know what, Pete? Stop it already, because she said the same thing about Colin Kaepernick. You know, either do it or don't do it. I mean, you know, that, that's it. You, you're pregnant or you're not pregnant. That's what it's all about. You do it or you don't do it. Talk is cheap. I see better than I hear. So Pete Carroll, again, or oh, we may be interested in AB. You know, I'm not so certain you really need him with your offense there, but certainly he could help. So but when Pete Carroll said that, I scratched my head. Again? I mean, come on. You did the same same malarkey with, with Kaepernick.
8: Well, I hear what you're saying. And when I look at Seattle, we'll have to pick this back up because there's, I could do an hour on this. You know, there's so many layers with AB, but if you bring up Seattle, I didn't think it made a lot of sense just because their defense stinks. Right. I call them the Seattle Sooners. They're like <laughs> Oklahoma last year, they're like a Big 12 team. They're just trying to out offense you. You've got to play better defense. Like, focus on upgrading the defense instead of getting a wide receiver in there. Wide receiver is not their problem. They're fine with Russell Wilson. He's right? an MVP front runner. They've got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They're fine. you got to look at that defense. That's why it made more sense if you're going to do it and bring in A.B. Tom Brady was a former teammate of the guy. I know it was for one game. But they have some familiarity with each other in actual games, unlike Russell Wilson, who's throwing against air with A.B. And also, Tampa's defense is legit. They've got a good defense. They don't have just gaping holes on their defensive side of the ball. So adding Antonio Brown at least makes more sense for Tampa than it did for Seattle, in my
4: mind. I'm with you right there. I tell you why you're talking about stats. I mean, I'm looking forward to this game because Derek Carr right now, he's tops in the NFL with a 73.1 completion rate, 115.9 passer rating, which is second in the league, 11 TDs, 1 INT. I tell you what, I'm impressed. What about Gronk? He's alive again. His first touchdown since 2008 last week. He had eight targets last week and a touchdown. So it's going to be a great game, and I just hope everybody's healthy. and more than that i hope no one gets covid from this game that's what i'm hoping but they'll be tested everything should be hopefully my fingers and my eyes are crossed hopefully everything will be okay
8: well it's the season of crossing everything when it comes to covid it's a crazy time but you know i have the same hope as you man everything's gonna work out but heck of a game i'd rather see this one in prime time right than the uh Seattle-Arizona game. That's a good matchup also, but Tampa and the Raiders, it just got a a, a little more interest on that one, I think.
4: I'm with you on that. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. By the way, the New York Giants are the best football team in that city. Lucky for them, there's another team there. We could pay a visit now to the Big Apple. Why? Because Bronx Talk Radio is freaking next.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 radio.
4: Bronx talk radio coming right up yes it is about 12 minutes before the top of the hour we call this Fox Football Sunday he's Brian no my guy I'm Andy Furman together on Fox Sports radio and of course let's go to the Bronx guys, guys, guys.
5: it's time to channel your inner New Yorker you are we want to hear all the rationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Up, up
2: yours, you You don't f- talk me that
8: way. Get out of here! Here's
5: something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris P. Well, wow. I've
6: never seen Daniel Jones freaking run like that before. Have you? You run like that. What do you mean? I run like that. I don't trip over my own, you know, limbs over here, you know?
4: I thought he was running for the Tampa Bay Rays last night. He looked like the same guy.
6: Anyway, the Rays got something out of it. What are you, what are you doing over That's here? That's true. not a good career. The turf monster. It struck again, you know? Didn't work out of those so good for ends. Daniel
8: Jones as it did a Reina. Rosarena. A Rosarena's a hero. Daniel Jones, <laughs> not so much.
6: No, not so much. Not so much. you just, you know, you, you're going out there. You're making the highlight for Chris Berman to go, he could go all the way, and you screw it up. What are you doing out here? He was going real fast before that, though. He hit over 21 miles per hour. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, for a guy like that out of freaking Duke, that's pretty freaking fast.
8: Just as I was thinking, man, he's got some athleticism. That's about the time he tripped and fell over himself over
6: there. We have an inventive way to deal with COVID in the NFL. I know you guys were just talking about it over here. Uh, Has anyone tried this yet? Uh, You know, the specter of COVID, it's looming over the NFL quite well. But uh, Odell Beckham Jr., he ain't freaking worried over here. Why? Because he says, he told reporters, quote, like, you know, the virus isn't going to enter my body, quote, out of mutual respect. The hell does that mean? It means he's too tough for the virus.
4: You think so? He's in a dream world. He's in a dream world. And the the best thing for, for him is that he's in Cleveland. So when he talks, not many people hear him anymore. When he was in New York, everybody heard him.
8: No, we still hear the guy, and that makes freaking zero sense over here. You got mutual respect with COVID? How? What, what conversation did COVID. you have with COVID where you came to this mutual understanding that you the, wouldn't the screw The only conversations with
6: each other? that Odell Beckham Jr. can have with a microscopic, brainless entity. Maybe It'd may be, be nice if everybody COVID, COVID could do that. Him. Yeah. Couldn't we all just have a conversation with COVID, come to a
8: mutual understanding, and be fine going forward? He's handing nice hundred dollar worked.
4: bills. He's handing a hundred dollars
8: to COVID hands. people. Yeah. Join around Why the world. Why can't? Here's my next question. Why can't Odell
6: broker that deal between <laughs> COVID and humanity? Why can't yeah. he? Yeah, he could be the next Scotty. I'm P- uh, not Scotty. P- uh, he could be the next Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I'm just right. saying, it's kind of like uh, it's like the MC Hammer pray video, right? When he gets in front
8: of two people that want to fight, and he's like, no, we got to pray just to make it today. That's how Odell could be with humanity and COVID. He just broke his deal so we don't screw with each other. How about that?
6: I like it. I love like Odell wrestling. Beckham. Right, I, I don't want to talk about fine. him. All right, next story then. Uh, Washington football team says they could keep the placeholder name through 2021. Are you buying this? I, I, I'm kind of enjoying the name. I like really? the freaking logo over here. It is no I like name. the name. What do you mean you joined the it? name? It's not a name. Yes, it is. No, How dare Washington you? Football that's team. that's my football team. There's my no football name. team.
0: That's the name. My football team. Right. Exactly. You. you can okay. claim. Have it. you bought any swag, Vinay? Do you have any Washington stuff? Get that Of course w. not.
6: Why not? Because don't, they don't have a because freaking name. they don't name.
4: have a name. <laughs> you want to call the Dodgers
0: the Los Angeles baseball
6: team? They don't have Come a nickname. On. They got a name. They don't have a nickname. That's what they you guys nothing. are really saying. They, I, need a, I need a nothing. nickname. I need a nickname before I can buy any Well, idea. let's go to a guy. You know, call them the stinkers because they stink. Well, let's go to a guy. You say they got nothing? A guy a guy here did get something. This is probably a sure bet. You can get FanDuel says a better on their site laid down an $8,600 bet on Clemson to win the game <laughs> against Syracuse on wow. Saturday. However, here's the thing. Clemson was minus 100,000 on the money line. So that bet only won him $8.60. Straight up, no points. No points. Yeah, just money line. I, just based
8: on this. principle, I wish Syracuse would have won that game. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it was 27 to 21 at one point. I know that Gambler was thinking, what am I doing? I'm going to win like n-
6: less than 9 bucks. You know he what? risking under 9000. They can't
4: some- even get two big Macs
6: with that. Uh yeah, that's true. Actually, that's that's very true. Yeah, uh, I know, I know right some degenerates that. who bet like this though. So, I, I It's I, ridiculous. That, yeah. You're risking way too much for just a way little win. Way too much. Like, yeah, I what what are you doing over here? However, let's talk yeah. about one more better over here who actually is like some big brain moves going on with this guy over here. Take a look at this guy over here, huh? A Detroit area man. He accidentally bought a second lottery ticket. He was bemoaning uh-huh. his luck a little bit. It's like, ah, oh, I accidentally bought a second one. Whatever. Guess what? Well, it worked out. Why? Because the first ticket bang, hits on a $1 million jackpot. The second ticket, bang, hits on a $1 million jackpot. Wow. Two jackpots. Where did he buy those jackpots. tickets? Where did he buy those? Uh, somewhere in Detroit. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. Uh, why can't wow. I have that luck? Well, you don't go up to Detroit to buy your lottery tickets. I'd be happy with two $20 back-to-back winners. <laughs> you know? This guy's um, in for a million on uh, each. I Goodness. Goodness. That's that, awesome over there. You know what? We, I've been thinking for a long time. Hey, what's wrong with the Lions? Where's all their luck gone? Well, apparently all their <laughs> luck went into these lottery tickets <laughs> that this know? guy bought. So. I don't think Matt Patricia has the same luck. You no, know? he does not. Yeah. Wouldn't well, work out the same way.
5: Up. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
4: How will this work out? We'll tell you in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to wake up, America! It's still real to me, damn it! Yes, social distancing too, please. And wash your hands. It's time to wake up because it is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian no. I'm Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, and we're brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, my guy. My partner, my friend, and I tell you honestly, my hand's on my heart. He is the hottest working man in sports radio today. He's the one and only Mr. Brian Now, Hello, B. It's still real to me, damn it.
8: What's going on, Andy Furman? Glad to be with you as always. As we talk ball with a little bit of hard ball in there. I love that. That All the reaction from Dodger fans with uh, Dave Roberts pulling Urias. That makes sense. Like, here's the deal, Andy. Not to go on a whole tangent over here, but I think this is important. After the Dodgers blue game four, which is a big deal, it's a 2-2 series now, heading into game five with Clayton Kershaw on the hill for them. Big moment, right? Yes. Okay, so, polling Urias, who had a .56 postseason ERA heading into game four, and he had nine strikeouts before going five innings, and he gets yanked. That to me makes sense why you would want to question Dave Roberts. But it's like any pitcher that doesn't get it done – the fingers immediately pointed at Dave Roberts instead of the pitcher who didn't get it done. You
4: know what well, I mean? I will say this. His fate may already be been sealed. I mean, he may be gone. I mean, he may have one foot in the grave already. I mean, the the, the potential of people and the populace who do not like him and have not liked him even entering this season, it could be enough to get rid of him. And i are not saying,
8: firing him if they win the series. If
4: they win, you can't. You can't fire a guy if, you, if he wins a World Series. But if they lose it, I would say he probably will be gone. But you really? know what I'm
8: saying? I, I feel like every Dodger fan is like, who is this guy? No, what is he talking about? <laughs> every decision that he makes, it's not only his fault if the pitcher doesn't get it done. Like Putting in Kenley Jansen at the end there, it turns into this convenient second guess. It was just the game before where Joe Buck and John Smoltz are like drooling over themselves. Like, oh my gosh, Jansen looks amazing right now. So you put in your closer at the end of the game to close last night. It's on Jansen for not getting it done. It's not only on Dave Roberts. Am I crazy here? Like, you've got to blame the pitcher along with Dave Roberts. That's all I'm saying.
4: Right, but Dave Roberts will get the brunt of it. That's just the way it works out. And especially, he's that kind of guy. He is that kind of a guy. I mean, I, I think he they love to hate him. There's certain people that way, and I guess maybe I'm one of those guys too. I don't know. But I, I have a question for you about ball. Are you ready? And yeah. it's about college football. Great day, great day yesterday in college football. It really was. But my question is this. Big Ten opened up yesterday. Ohio State wins. Penn State loses in a, in a heartbreaker, really. What happens now if a Big Ten team goes undefeated? And perhaps a big 12 team wins the conference with one loss. My my take right now, as we speak here today on a Sunday, the final four looks like to me, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and maybe Ohio state. But would it be fair to have a team that goes undefeated, that plays less games to get into the final four? They got a big problem here at the committee, don't they?
8: Andy, there is so much to be ironed out before we get
4: there. Um, but there to will be teams question, playing less games. If Ohio games. State
8: goes undefeated, they're going to be in the college football playoff. That's I think
4: any thing. team that goes undefeated in any conference of a major nah, power five. That's not if a shoe
8: in. in. Look at the Pac-12. They're I'm saying if a Pac-12, 12
4: te- if, they go unde- if a Pac-12 team goes undefeated, they'll go to the Final Four. You don't really know believe. that.
8: It's not a certainty. It, that's not a, f- a, sure, a for sure thing. You might have four undefeated teams, right? Right. Could it's be. possible. I doubt it, but you could. So you can't say it's a certainty. You might have a one-loss team, this is more likely, mm-hmm. from a Power 5 conference that plays more games and has a better body of work than an undefeated Pac-12 team. So you can't speak in absolutes this year with the schedules being so disjointed in the amount of games. One conference is playing 11. The other conference is scheduled to play 7. Like You can't speak in certainties that... An undefeated Pac-12 team, they're in. No questions asked. Like, that's not a for-sure thing at all.
4: And I'll tell you something else, and this is my take on it, and I may be way off base. I sometimes think that the the committee doesn't necessarily pick the four best teams. They pick potential, what they think, at times. At times. Now, look, you got this SEC, and there's going to be two teams out of the SEC, and Alabama may very well not go undefeated. They may play Georgia again, lose to Georgia. They might.
8: I'm not sure where you're going with this. I'm
4: just saying that we're not going to take the best four teams always. I think that's why I think an undefeated team has a great chance of going to the final four, no matter how many games they play. And no matter what, as long as they're in a Power Five conference, of course.
8: Look, man, it's a season unlike any other. Right. It's It's a unique season. We've never seen this in college football before, where you've got... Uh, a disjointed amount of games conference to conference when you're comparing them. So there's a lot that can change. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like on October 25th, I can't tell you with great certainty. Hey, if there's a PAC 12 team that's undefeated, they're going, it's like, it's possible. They go, But it's also possible they don't. You just can't speak in certainties this year.
4: Well, I, I threw it out there to say that there's a lot of conversation on the Final Four on a normal season. I think it's going to be raised to another level this year.
8: Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have knockdown, drag out arguments most likely this year. Um, and, and look, I think the larger point you're getting at is I think that. Look, the committee... We're always going to have disagreements about who the best four teams are. I would go by resume, typically. Now, this year might tweak it a little bit, but I would go by resume. What have you done? Instead of me thinking, hey, what do I think you're (laughs) capable of doing? It's about what you've done to this point. Instead of these magical, hypothetical matchups you have in your head, like, on a neutral field, I feel like this one-loss team is better. Therefore, even though the... Undefeated team has a better resume. I'm going to go with the one loss team. I think that's garbage. This year, maybe that thought process makes a little more sense than typical years. Right? Like I think style points. I think looking at teams and trying to gauge who the best four are, it might make more sense this year with a disproportionate amount of games.
4: Yeah, and you talk about that. I think another question is going to be with bowl games. Now, we have 43 bowl games. Their schedules have 43. That means, am I man? We got less than that, man. We got four that are canceled already. Right, but 43 to what, now 39? But that requires 86 teams for 43. And this fall, only 76 FBS teams are going to play a full schedule. Hopefully they play a full schedule. So if every team plays in a bowl, there aren't enough teams to fill all the bowl games. Andy, right? there's and like there's 130
8: sp- FBS schools. Right, we got it. We got plenty. They had enough teams to fill bowl games.
4: We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I hope. What I do hope you mean? We'll see. Like, <laughs>
8: we have 130 the- FBS teams. There's no requirement. There's no minimum win total to get to a bowl game. We got but plenty these, of teams, man. They're going to only the 76 FBS.
4: Th- but there's only 76 FBS teams. that are going to play a full schedule this year. I think that means something. I mean, you're not going to get a team to go to a ball game that plays four games. Although Army's already accepted a ball game. They, they accepted the Independence Bowl yesterday. It's crazy. The whole season's crazy. You know, everything we've talked about in years past, throw it out the window. Throw it out the window for this year.
8: Correct? Uh, uh, yeah, well, mostly. It's a wild it's year. I don't want you want me to
4: tell you. No, like, I'm yeah. just saying. It's just it's, it's crazy. I mean, I enjoy it. I love it. I will watch it. But there's going to be a lot of... Hooting and hollering as far as the Final Four is concerned. Although normally it does fall into place. We'll see what happens. But uh, we move to the pros. And I tell you what, this is a pretty good game today because I'm a Patriot fan. And I want to see them get to 500 today. I hope they can. They're playing the 49ers. It's unbelievable. They've been above 500 through five weeks for a league record. 18 straight seasons. And now things have really changed for the, uh, for the New England Patriots. And, uh, you know, really, I, I don't know what to say. Cam Newton, he's got to get it together. He really does. I mean, and they're saying that, you know, he's rusty. this He's just got to play better football. Stop with the turnovers.
8: There's so much apologizing for Cam Newton's bad play. Right. He's got two touchdowns and four picks on the season. And it's just, well, he contracted COVID. And, well, he doesn't have great outside weapons. And, well, this and well that. It's like. He's Enough. not playing well. He even said it himself. He's like, I'm not playing to the standard that I expect from myself. I'm paraphrasing, but that was his basic message. And I ask myself, why? Why is Cam getting such of the benefit of the doubt? And I think it traces back to the beginning of the season. The Raiders lost. Or, well, the the Patriots beat the Dolphins in week one, right? So they had a winning record. Then he played well in a loss in primetime against the Seahawks. Right. Threw for almost 400 yards and impressed a lot of people. And remember, Tampa got off to a rough start. They lost in week one, and Brady threw those two picks. And I think a lot of the hot take artists came out of the woodwork. And they were like, oh, look at the Patriots without Brady. They're doing just fine. And look at Brady without Belichick. Not as good anymore. And I think those people who were loud are looking at the floor now, scratching their heads like, I I don't remember saying any of those things. Right, right,
4: right, right. right. They don't want to
8: take it back because they stepped in it. And I think that's why a lot of the apologizing and excuse-making has been made about Cam Newton's substandard play.
4: Well, last week was ugly. Losing to Denver 18-12, that was was ridiculous. I mean, that was a bad loss. I mean, Seattle, you know, that was a heartbreaking loss. You know, Cam couldn't get into the end zone at the end of the ballgame, but last week losing to Denver at home? Not right. a good loss. Well, that, good. the thing is, too, I,
8: I know that Cam Newton doesn't have great outside receivers. I know that. And I know that contracting COVID in the middle of the, of the season and not having practice time, that hurts. <laughs> that 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 throws a, a wrench into things, right? Yeah. But when you have a wide-open receiver, like he did on fourth down against the Broncos last week, you got to hit the guy. Right. The pass wasn't even close to Nikhil Harry. That's on Cam. Like... All I'm saying, I'm not asking for everybody to beat up on Gam and criticize him to the nth degree, but you got to be fair. And if he's saying he's underperforming, why is he the only guy along with me in America who's saying that? It's crazy.
4: Yeah, he's got to deliver the football. Julian Edelman hasn't had more than three receptions in his last three games. That's not good. No, maybe that's on Julian Edelman. I, I, I don't know, but uh, still in all, it, it, it's not good. Uh, I'm not saying the New England Patriots made a mistake in signing Cam Newton, but no, certainly...
8: they clearly did
4: not. No, they're, no, they're better the, off with the, him. For but for the money, for the money they paid, it was right. a pretty good deal.
8: But they're staring two and four in the face. Right, it's a two and four football team if they lose to San Francisco today, which is possible. And I want to hear. Can you imagine if Tom Brady and the Patriots are two and four if he's still a member of New England? Well, what they'd be saying? He, I realize that Cam Newton for, is not on Tom Brady's level. I get that. No, but they say,
4: Father Time, it's all oh over. My, he it's would, so would be
8: over. raked over the coals. And if right. the Patriots are 2-4 and four with Cam, it's like, a, hey, what do we make of this with Cam and the Patriots? It's crazy, the lack of criticism of his play. He's got two touchdowns, four picks.
4: It's amazing. I tell you what, it seems to me, what I've heard you know, through your little rambling here, that you're still picking the 49ers to win this game. I, I haven't necessarily done uh-huh. that. You yep. said they were nose picks at the said end of the, the pa- Patriots are staring two and four. You said that. I they're listen. staring two and four in the face.
8: This doesn't mean they're going to be two and four. You're gonna okay, have to okay. pay attention at the end of the uh, show, Andy Furman. Uh, I uh, might get that wait. out as one of my. I picks. can't
4: wait. I cannot wait because that's a biggie. All right. Here's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and of course, you can get to Brian No on Twitter at the No Show and Noe Show at Andy Furman FSR. We'll read them. We'll retweet him. Or eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine bottom barrel betting in this hour. No's picks as he mentioned earlier. I can't wait. That's an hour three. But is it time to unload this superstar? We'll explain that
9: next.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
9: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
4: Is he leaving? Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, before we get rocking and rolling, our good friend Trucker Joe, B. Trucker Joe, has a tweet for us. He said, could college football decide to expand the playoff to six so that all Power Five conferences get one team in because of the records being uneven experiment with that? Maybe. Maybe. He says, I don't think that's happening. I don't think they're going to change it. That's First not of all, happening. They was, voted
8: against that already. Yeah,
4: so. That's not happening. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, but
8: raising that as a possibility, what do you think of it?
4: I think they should. I think it'll be great. Because I, I think that it's exciting and it's fun and it's interesting and competitive as college football is, you know as well as I do, after Oklahoma lost the first week and they lost the second game, you know, for the fans and the coaching staff and the players, basically their season is over. So if you expand it, and there are some teams that gel after the first two weeks, you know, let, let's get some more teams in there. It's more meaningful. You do it for college basketball. I know it's apples and oranges, but they want to They talk about opening up to every Division One school for college basketball yeah, eventually. Well, here's
8: the thing, man. I'm not against expanding the playoffs by a little bit. You know, six teams, eight teams max. I like that it's a select number of teams because it makes the regular season the most special regular season in all of sports. Right. Like, if you look at Penn State, they're screwed. That's a huge loss against Indiana. Their season's probably done in terms of making the playoff.
6: I like that the standard
8: is that high, right? You have to meet that standard to make the playoff. I don't even if they expand it. I'm a little bit different, Andy. I don't like the automatic conference champion getting a seat at the table because there are some years where you could have a three, four-loss team that wins their conference. I don't like you automatically being in. I would take the top six if it's a sixteen playoff. I'd take the top six teams regardless of conference. Not everybody agrees with that, but that's the way I would do it.
4: So you'll you'll go to the uh, to the UCFs of the world if they're a the top six team. You put them in. You put a UCF in. UCF I put anybody in. Down. Okay,
8: <laughs> I put anybody who is yeah deserving of that. I would rather there be two teams from the same conference that I can make a better argument for instead of a conference champion that happens to have three losses. No, you're I gonna just have don't teams like anyway. the automatic birth costing a team that's more deserving. Well,
4: you're going to have Georgia and Clemson in this year with a four-team deal. Well, they. What do you mean? I don't understand what I, you're I saying. I think that you'll get two teams from the SEC in there this year.
8: They're not. In the, they're both. They're not in the SEC. You gave me Clemson and Georgia.
4: No, I just I said Georgia and uh, Alabama. I'm sorry.
8: Well, yeah, maybe, maybe we get yeah, yeah. Alabama and Georgia in there. I don't know, yeah. but I just don't like the automatic birth idea. I hear that all the time. Like, make it eight teams. Five power conference champions automatically get in. Then you get your extra. I, I, don't, I don't like it like that.
4: No, You don't want to water it down, but six wouldn't be bad. Eight, eight I think, is pushing it a little bit. But I, the fact that you mentioned it, but Penn State losing one game, it, this season's basically over. It's a disaster, that loss yesterday. And what do you do? I mean, you want to play for something. And right now, what are you going to play for, a minor bowl? I mean, let's face it. You know, some of those New Year's Day bowls are, are somewhat minor bowls right now as opposed to not getting into the Final Four.
8: Yeah, but we talk about all that stuff, man. You yeah, know, like, move on. I don't know. It's been – I don't agree with this whole idea of, like, the playoff is making every other bowl game insignificant. Huh? Like, really? The Poland Weed Eater Bowl was the biggest bowl game in the in the pre-college football playoff era? Like, please, come on. Like, we've always focused on the top-tiered bowls. This didn't just start happening with the college football playoff.
4: Well, you don't think the playoffs uh- – put a shadow over those bowl games. I mean, I don't think it's any always co- been that way, right? Well, I mean, I think it was a big deal before the college playoffs. It was a big deal going to the Rose Bowl. It really was Rose Bowl was big, but now, you know, I, I don't think anybody playing in either one of those conferences that are represented by the Rose Bowl are playing to go to the Rose Bowl. They want to go I, to the I final four. I still pay
8: attention to the Rose Bowl. Oh,
4: you, know, you do, but I don't think the I, there are a lot of do. people
8: that pay attention to it. It's still one of the top tiered bowl games. And we're not talking about it being part of the college football playoff. There are some years that it is. Right. But Oregon winning the Rose Bowl, that had nothing to do with the college football playoff. That was that's a big win for them.
4: Right, but I don't think they'd rather be in the playoffs, though. They'd rather be in the college football yeah,
8: playoffs. Yeah, obviously. Right, but right. that doesn't mean all of a sudden the Rose Bowl is, like, the, one of the lowest-tiered bowls now. Well,
4: i make a comparison. If you're in college basketball, no one starts off the season in October and says, I can't wait to go to the NIT. Right? I mean, they want to go to the NCAA. They want to go to the, the big show. They to go to the dance.
6: Yeah.
8: Right, of course. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Like, no, just I just that. disagree. There have been a lot of okay. coaches. Nick Saban has been one of them. There have been many that have said, oh, this college football playoff, it just makes all these other bowl games meaningless. I completely disagree. And I also, it didn't just start happening because of the playoff. We, we didn't look there and say, oh man, can't wait for the Liberty Bowl. It's a big matchup over here. But then the college football playoff rolled around and we're like, yeah, Rose Bowl doesn't even matter anymore. Right. I don't no, buy I, it at
4: right. all. I'm with you. I mean, some of those bowls are so monotonous. The bowls that start on December 15th that roll to like December 24th, 25th. I, I can live without them. And no no one wants to play for those bowls. No player, no coach wants to be involved. Although what bowls do to many college coaches is save their jobs because they tell their athletic their way. Hey, I made a bowl game. So they're not going to get fired. Some do, but most don't. I, l- let me let me run this by you now. This is a possibility. Just just a, a quirk of my mind, if I may, all right? The Packers are playing the Texans today. And normally, I, I don't care about the Texans. They're one in five. And, you know, who cares, right? But J.J. Watt, who has a three sacks with this team, they're one in five, trading's right around the corner, of the deadline next week. Is it time to trade J.J. Watt, unload him for a couple of draft picks because this season's over for the Texans. they got to look for the future. Is that a possibility to dangle him out there?
8: It should be. They I agree with reset. you. should reset because J.J. Watt, he's a major injury away from you not getting much for him if you move him. Right? Like, J.J. Watt has been healthy. He's played well this year. He's still a valuable player, but he's not getting any younger. And you're not going anywhere this year. So I would. I would trade J.J. Watt. You can still get some decent compensation for the guy. And you can look to rebuild going forward. Bill O'Brien, he was setting draft picks on fire before he before he got fired over there. So you, you gotta restock the treasure chest of draft picks. Right. The Dolphins have the Texans first and second round picks this year. So I'm sitting here saying lose, baby, lose, so they can get higher draft picks, but you've got to have young talent that is cheap. And the Texans right. don't have a whole lot of swings. In the draft, in terms of their own draft picks, to hit on guys that are good, young, and cheap. And so moving J.J. Watt gives you a chance at doing so. So, yes, I would move the guy.
4: I'm with you right there. I tell you what, we waited long enough, and now it's the time. We put him in the spotlight. Last week was his birthday. He's our guy from Brooklyn, New York, the one and only. Marcel, you're on Fox Football Sunday. How are you, Marcel? He's sleeping. Okay, I don't want to wake him yeah, up. Is he sleeping? It sounds like he's taking a nap. Sleeping. He's trolling oh. you now because you
8: gave him the hook, the quick wow. hook last week. <coughs> yeah, so he's getting back at he, you for that. He's Andy. asleep.
4: Okay, he'll call Didn't back appreciate later. Appreciate that. It's amazing. Okay, so we, we look. At Maybe this he game. was
8: on hold with another radio station and he well, just he could, got mixed d- 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 up. Like,
4: I will not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because I've read his Twitter now. I'm following him on Twitter, and i have seen him thanking other radio stations. So, like, I thought we were the one. I I can just
8: picture him. He's got three phones. (laughs) One's on with Fox. One's on with another station. One's on with another national show, and he just got mixed up. He was speaking to the wrong phone, thinking he was talking to you and me, and that wasn't the case.
4: Well, I wish him well, and happy belated birthday. So that's uh, that's what we're going to do. Okay, we move on. We gave a shot. He wasn't there. All Happy right. birthday. Happy birthday. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday. There's a rumor in the Crescent City. I'm going to tell you all about it next, but first, this guy's no rumor. It's Brian <laughs> Fenley with the latest.
11: And it's no rumor that you are the father. That's what the DNA test showed. You better stop showed.
4: that. Better yeah. stop that really.
11: <laughs> Dodgers' Kenley Jansen relapses into bad habits. Jansen surrenders a one-run lead in the bottom of the ninth as the Rays rally 8-7 to tie the World Series at two. Brett Phillips hit the game-tying RBI single. And on the same play, Randy Arozarena scores the game-winning run after a series of L.A fielding yips. Jansen, who now has four career-blown saves in the playoffs, gave himself a pep talk during the post-game
5: press conference. I just totally broke Kiermaier's bad and then on Phillips, you know, another grenade singles. Um, you can't beat yourself there. Um, you know, we got to stay positive. The one thing we stay positive, you know, and we're going to be back tomorrow. We know we're good and we're going to come and, and win that game tomorrow.
11: Well, you love the confidence. He guarantees it. Game five later today at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox TV. NFL Network noting the league finding the Titans a minimum of $300,000 for the team's COVID-19 outbreak caused by select players undercutting the league's health guidelines. The Las Vegas Raiders could next be forced to pay up for similar transgressions. The Jaguars are running out of patience with quarterback Garner Minshew. He's close to being benched. If he can't get his act together on the field, Mike Lennon would step in. The Arizona Cardinals figure to have wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup today against the Seahawks, even though he's dealing with an ailing ankle. And ESPN reports Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder is assumed out with a groin injury today against the Bills. While quarterback Sam Darnold starts, he's back from an AC joint sprain. And offensive lineman, Mackay Becton, is a yes to play despite a shoulder issue. Back to Brian No and Andy Furman. And by the way, Andy, mom yeah. told me to tell you, you can't this time use your jockey underwear as a mask. Can't get into a habit of that. That's direct orders from mom.
4: Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I'll see you in an hour. Hey. By the, all right. Good. By the way, uh, this can't be true, can it? We'll tell you all about it in just about a minute. But we've crossed the 50-yard line of what we call Fox Football Sunday. He is Brian no I'm Andy Furman. And welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easy. And, of course, Bottom barrel betting in less than 10 minutes. And I got to tell you, I mean, I'm going to pat myself on the back. Let me get my hand over there. Uh, I'm getting on a little bit of a hot streak. You have to admit that, B. I'm getting no, bit- I
8: don't have to admit, admit something that's completely false and untrue. You know, if you are legitimately uh-huh. on a hot streak, I'll give you props, but no. No. I think no, I, I don't have the think to- that's the case. I don't think I'm, that's I'm, accurate information. And
4: my totals? I mean, we'll ask Vinay in, in, the, in the next segment. Vinay will tell you. I think I have you uh, over a barrel with total wins in that thus far. But I There's don't mean no to-
8: barrel. You got a couple of games. It's early. We're not even halfway okay. through. I'll hit I my stride.
4: I'd like to get you a little heated. That's what I'm doing right now. Getting you a little heated right now. But you know, that's what I do. That's my job to stir it up and get you heated. But here's the deal on this one. We got this Panthers Saints game. And again, I, I'm not a big Panther fan. I'm kind of shocked at what they're doing right now. They got, they're got surprising me. They really are. I, I didn't think, you know, without. Without their star, you know, uh, running back, I I didn't think that they would do anything at all. But without Christian McCaffrey, they're 3-3, and and that's respectable. But the big story now with the Saints is the rumor sources and the rumor circles saying that Michael Thomas is going to be traded. And look, I've read a couple of reports, and they said there's no substance to this report at all. And here's my deal on this, and it's just really common sense. The New Orleans Saints— of zeroing in their focus big time to win a Super Bowl as long as Drew Brees is the quarterback and trading away his best receiver doesn't help him accomplish that goal. That's all I'm saying.
8: Well, yeah, uh, they need Michael Thomas big time in that offense. And for a team that has shown time and time and time again that they are all in, they are in win-now mode. They will sacrifice uh, future draft picks, They're kicking the can down the road in terms of contracts, right? Like financially. So salary cap wise, it's all about the here and now. They're not in great salary cap or draft capital shape going forward because they're trying to win now. To your point, Andy. So it would fly completely in the face to just be like, yeah, let's trade Michael Thomas. We know that he punched (laughs) his teammate, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, in the face. Right, And that's why he didn't play against the Chargers. But for these rumors to be out there, and Pro Football Talk mentioned this, that there are some NFL insiders that believe the Saints could be willing to discuss trade offers with Michael Thomas. You had Saints head coach Sean Payton. He responded on Twitter, and I love this, insiders on the outside where they belong. (laughs) I know. That's a great response to that rumor. But to your point, Andy, it's so true there isn't a team maybe tampa bay is another example getting ab and being like let's go for it we're in win now mode the saints have been so aggressive in the draft trading up trying to get guys right like they have been uber aggressive i can't imagine that that they would go against that cuz they have to have michael thomas in that offense for right. it to go
4: no, I will say this. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him in the offseason if they don't win at all. Because if you look at history, and history sometimes repeats itself, they have traded guys like Jimmy Graham, Brandon Cooks. Those guys are gone. Uh, Darren Sproles, Kenny Stills. All these guys wore a Saints uniform and they got rid of them. So if they don't win at all because they're going into Super Bowl mode and they don't make it to the Super Bowl, I could see maybe in the offseason trading him. Not now.
8: Yeah, right, because, look, Drew Brees, he might – this is probably his last year. It it looks like it. I think the chances are better than not that this is his final season. And, yeah, you might look to reset this. I'll tell you what, man. This Saints team, they're going to be freaking brutal for a while. I see. Like, over the next five years, I think there's a chance that they don't – they miss the playoffs more times than make it over the next five years. Well, without Drew Brees. Right, without Drew Brees – without a lot of draft capital, with the salary cap situation, they're going to have to move some high-priced guys around. I think the roster talent-wise, it's going to look night and day different. They're stacked right now, but I think in the next, say, two, three years, I think talent-wise, it is going to be heading south quickly because they've been in win-now mode for years now. They've been in win-now mode, making aggressive draft picks year after year for the better part of the decade And that's going to catch up with you eventually.
4: No, I'm hearing you right there. But, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, there's a lot of speculation, not only in the Michael Thomas deal, but speculation that this is Drew Brees' last season. And he really has not come out and said that yet. I haven't heard that. it doesn't make sense
8: for him to say that.
4: or, Or anybody else saying that. I mean, it's kind of whispers. That's what we hear. But I would think this. I would say that if he wins it all, he'll definitely quit. If they don't win it all, he may give it one more shot. I think he's done either way. Really? I All think right. this is it for him.
8: Like, his play is regressing, not to the degree that a lot of people are making it out to be, but he's no longer the the top-shelf Drew Brees anymore.
4: His stats aren't bad. He's passed for over 1,300 yards. His uh, completion percentage is over 70%, with nine TDs and about three INTs. So he, he's not having a bad year. He's no, not, it's he's not, not a not bad down. year.
8: But he's not Brees anymore. And I, I just think that he's not getting any younger. I think this is it for him either way. I don't see him playing another year. Hopefully I'm wrong. I'd love to see him play one more year, but right. I just think this is it. And I think that the problems for the Saints go well beyond Drew Brees. I look at that defense. The defense is being overlooked in the blame game. It's all about breeze, breeze, breeze. But you look at that Saints defense. They've given up the most penalty yards as a team. Think about this with opposing quarterbacks. The Saints have given up fifteen passing touchdowns and only have three interceptions against opposing quarterbacks. That's a five to one ratio. Like you can't survive like that. They've got to play much better defense. It's not just a Drew Brees thing over here.
4: You know, and this schedule really down the stretch right now. They got Kansas City in, in mid December. Other than that, there really aren't many, you know, stop gaps here that hurt them. They really don't. I mean, they got. Carolina today, and the, I'm looking down the schedule. The Bears, maybe. I, I think they're better than the Bears. I think the Bears are a little phony. I really do with that record. Uh, Tampa Bay will be a toughie. Other than that, you know, really, Denver, Atlanta, Philadelphia. They got Kansas City as mentioned. Minnesota, they should be. And they play Carolina again. I think they could roll the rest of the schedule. What does roll mean? What yeah, do you have see a good the record rolling? Being? I'm not meaning rolling that not having a loss, but maybe two blips on that schedule. I mean, I think so. Might... Do you,
8: you see the Saints being a 12 and four football team.
4: Could be really No, they beat Tampa Bay early on. They play them again, uh, and that's on a, a night. That's a Monday night game, I believe. Yeah, I think that's a Monday night, November the eighth. So that'll be a toughie. Other than that, I don't see many challenges on that schedule. Kansas City be a toughie. So that's two losses right there. They're not losing to Carolina twice. They're not going to lose to Philadelphia. They're not going to lose to Atlanta, Denver. And I don't. You're
8: looking at a different Saints team than I'm watching here.
4: But look what they're playing. It's all about the competition you play. I mean, I don't. They're good. They're not great. They're good, but they're better than the teams that are on their schedule.
8: I, okay, I don't see that. Like, look, they lost to the Raiders. Um, Look at who they've beaten. Outside of beating Tampa they in beat week Tampa. one with Tom Brady's first game, they I beat know, the th- Lions and the Chargers.
4: Okay, and you can only beat the teams that are on your schedule, obviously. Okay, they do, well, they lost to the teams that are good. They lost by a touchdown. They lost to the
8: Packers. They lost to the Raiders. And that was an embarrassing game for both Drew Brees and that Saints defense.
4: It was. And I, I give them a pass on that. I do. We'll see. Time will tell. But I, I think see. you're evaluating like the
8: 2018-2019 oh. Saints instead oh, of the 2020 we'll Saints.
4: Time will tell. Time will tell, my friend. All right. Brian, no, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. They are the worst of the worst, and they're looking up at the world. It's bottom barrel betting, and it's all yours. Next.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
9: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
4: Bottom barrel betting right around the bend. It's about 13 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noah I'm Andy Furman. Of course, we got a game to play. What are we waiting for? Let's play. Get
6: that thing for me? It's bottom. Bottom. Oh, no. You thought you was late. Barrel. You put my Bury. money to sleep.
7: You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting.
4: Yes, it is. And the man who hails it all and so much more, the one and only Vinay.
0: Good morning, guys. How are we today? Great, great, great. Well, it's not going gonna to be so great after you hear your record, Andy. You are talking a lot of trash earlier in the show. Oh, oh wow. in, What do you know? One and four for both of you guys last <laughs> week. And uh, only three games separate from uh, a winning record here. 19-10 and one for Andy, 16-13 and one for Brian. Ooh, wow. I don't like that. That's, oh, that close. sounds like I'm nearing
8: 500 territory right here. Well, That's you're, not
0: good. You're both above 500. So well, Yeah,
8: we're
4: above. Yeah, We're above water.
0: Yeah. Barely. barely. For me. Better
8: I got to get it going here. We're better than the
0: Jets. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's not we'll saying much, much. Much to be better than them though. All right. So
4: All right. hit it. Hit me.
0: I'm hitting you this week. We got a lot of good games, a lot of tough matchups for me on my fantasy team. I'm going up against uh, your best friend, uh, Brian. No, Ryan Smith. Raider Ryan. Oh you like gosh, you're him. going against Papa Bear. Yeah, here. I'm going up against Papa Bear. Looks Whoa. like I'm probably gonna lose because uh Aaron Jones is going He's to be playing. held out against the Texans, and mm. I'm going with the uh two headed monster of Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette in my backfield. I don't feel too confident with that. Oh man,
8: really? You got two running backs on the same squad. Yeah. Huh?
0: Well, I can't trust trust Philip Lindsay. And uh I le- I you know I got to put Aaron Jones on the bench because they're saying he's not going to play. So That was
4: a last minute thing too. I was like yesterday announced. That yeah, he that uh,
0: he injured his calf Thursday calf, yeah, yeah. and uh they decided because they're probably going to you know roll pretty hard against the uh the Texans that they're just going to rest him take well, they don't need like him. they did with Devontae Adams.
4: Yeah, they're saying they don't need him against the Texans. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: one of the things I love about Fantasy
8: Guy. They know all the injuries. I could be like what is it that uh I don't know. Kenny Galladay has. Oh, it's a it's a left hamstring issue. is a like, fantasy guy is on top of all the injuries. Oh, I, know, yeah.
0: I know my guys couldn't tell you what's going on with anybody else's, but I know my guys. That's that's a start, <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to these. Let's get to these picks. So we're going to start right. off uh, first with uh, two from the two from the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, quarterback of the Cardinals, rushing yeah. yards against the Seahawks over under a 55 and a half.
4: I'll let my buddy go first.
0: Oh, I'm going
8: over
4: that. I think he'll
8: get over that total.
4: I'm going over that, too, but I don't want you to think yeah, I'm Yeah, way to follow procedure. my lead. See, I, an... I, I, you know what? Let's do this. Let's have, like, secret ballots, all right? Like, mail-in ballots. Can't it, we're the doing election. this audibly,
8: all right? There oh, can't be secret man. ballots
0: when you're speaking words. Yeah, this well, is, this is I, a live show. Co-tails. I'm not on your
4: coattails. I'm not on your coattails.
0: I can't yeah. can not do, like, Johnny Carson with the, uh, the envelope. Carnac. Carnac, yeah. yes, that's what yeah. it is.
8: Your all first right. election says otherwise, Furman. Go ahead. Follow my lead.
4: I'll lead you to the promised
0: land over here.
4: Okay, all right, I'll go on first this one. Give me one. All
0: right, next up, we've got Cardinals wide receiver Christian Kirk. Total receptions against the Seahawks over under a a four-and-a-half. Under, under.
8: Wow, Christian Kirk, four-and-a-half. DeAndre Hopkins is is expected to play. That's a tough line by you, Vinay. This is a coin flipper over here. I'm just looking. I'm doing crack research real fast. He's got two of the five games he's... I'm sorry, one game over four and a half. He
4: only has eleven receptions on the whole year.
8: Yeah, I've got it uh, I gotta grip my teeth and go under. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is gonna Hopkins is gonna play the entire game. And that Seahawks secondary is freaking brutal, but I'm gonna take the under. I'll white. Follow me, it come
4: here. into the room. Come on in. Have a couch here. <laughs> All right. We move have on. a couch here. What does yeah, that even yeah. mean? on the couch. Pull up. Go a a ahead, couch. Vinay, what are you? Pull up a pull couch. Up a pull couch. up a chair. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Pull Buccaneers tight end, Rob Gronkowski. Total receiving yards against the Raiders over under 45 and a half.
4: You're first, yeah. my friend, this one. Okay.
8: okay, Gronk. I'm doing a little crack research again. Gronk had a little bit of a waking up last week. Yeah, touchdowns. And last uh, week. I don't like that Raiders defense. You know, I'm gonna take the over. Give me Gronk.
4: I got the under. I got the under on this. I just, I don't have much confidence in what it. What was anymore. the
8: number again, Vinay? 45 and a half. Uh, yeah, he's been over that in three of the six games. So this is your ultimate coin I'm flipper going, here. I just under. don't like that Raiders defense. I like the over. Give me the over in this. I one. like the under. All right, good. I like all the right. the dissension.
0: You got you to have uh, some uh, disagreement if you're going to gain ground. Yeah, the sad right. thing it, is we
4: have disagreement when the show's over as well. We have disagreement. <laughs>
0: All right, let's get to uh, the next game. Bears yes. defense, total number of sacks. How many times are they going to get to Jared Goff Oof. against the Rams? Oof. Over, under two and a half. Over,
8: over. Yeah, I think they
0: will. I
8: hate, uh, I would love to go the other way. I just You uh, hate I,
4: it I, because I said it. That's no, why no, no, you hate I it. Just, I,
8: I want to gain ground on you. You know, oh, I want to oh, overtake uh, you. I can't gain uh, ground if I pick the same thing. But I think you, that's but the one you know, side. I lose. think they're going to get to him three times.
4: I do too, but I think we both kind of have this wrong. You know, what I'm saying we both lose ground. Yeah, well, that's possible.
8: You have uh-huh. led me to. You have led me astray before. That has happened, Andy.
4: I led you down the tubes. Yeah.
0: All right. Last All one. Right. What do we All have? Last, here? last one. So uh, we move to uh, Dallas uh, against my football team. Uh, kicker, Greg Zerline, total extra points made (laughs) over under of two and a half.
4: Wow. Uh, oh, you're first this time. Yeah.
8: Oh man. That's, uh, I'm going to take the under. That's a good line by you, but Dallas's offense was brutal last week. Their offensive line is completely banged up. We don't know if Zach Martin's even going to play. So I don't know that they're going to score three touchdowns against Washington. Well, I'm going to go
4: over because I got my fingers crossed with my guy, Andy Dalton. I'm just going over. For the, it's going my heart, not my head. I'm going over. All right. All right. Now I'm on your them.
8: Washington football team today. Let's see some defense, hey, Vinay. You know? I hope so. I hope yeah. so. All
4: right. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, uh, Keep the keep track. of. There we go. By the way, a potential rookie of the year and the others a possible MVP. I'll tell you who they are next.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
4: Something's got to give today. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But now, now, in the hour of power and the power hour, it's time to say, Wake up, America! Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Wake up. It's that time. He's Brian No. Talk about power. I'm Andy Furman. Together we call this Fox Football Sunday. And we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Are you ready? Be the rock and roll. This is a big hour. Great games for us this hour. Great games.
8: Yes, I'm always ready here, Andy Furman. Glad to be with you here on a Sunday morning. The big question today, though, is what is Chris... Our technical producer extraordinaire, what is he eating? Because he'll tell us right before we start, he'll be like, "Your mics are hot." And he was like, "I don't know what he was eating over there. Is he eating a, a brownie? Is he eating healthy? Is he eating grapes? I don't know what's going on. What I are thought you he eating was this morning?"
6: Lance crackers out of the vending machine. <laughs> okay, wow.
8: he's he's uh scarfing on some uh, scarfing down some crackers over there well, your,
0: your
6: hey, guy man. was desperate this morning so here, here's just what it was like i when i went to i make my trip to 7-eleven on my way here i usually grab some energy drinks because i i work very long shifts. for those who don't know i start at 10 p.m uh the night before and i get off at 8 a.m Whoa, in the morning always me. no no i'm just saying i'm just saying that requires Whoa. a specific amount of of uh, a payload so no, I said, you, know, you, need, stop.
4: you need a pillow to sit your
8: butt on. That's all you energy. need. Really. Let's get the. Uh, I, yeah.
6: We need the sympathy
8: music underneath. There we go, Let's go yeah, ahead and yeah. continue, music. Yeah, yeah. I what have
6: else? I have another violin for that, but don't worry. Uh uh-huh. No, so I. It's so a hard life med- you live. All right, what else? What else is going on Some energy drinks. Will you let me finish? Will you let uh-huh. me freaking finish <laughs> over here? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed some energy drinks and I saw in there something called Soylent. Now Soylent is this thing that's being used in like you know some some my programmer friends do it. It's a meal replacement thing. I'm like, all right, I might as well try that. I, oh, we don't need a dissertation over no, here. I, What's the point of all of this? Would you let me finish? <laughs> I take a sip of soya, and it is the most disgusting thing I've ever put in my mouth. So I got the Lance Crackers to wash that taste out. Good for you. Good. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay.
4: All right. Well, we're glad we you gave me you know, that. Lucky really we needed about
6: eight different interruptions. Yeah.
4: We're lucky we have such a hard worker with us on our team. We really are. We appreciate it. I mean, man, you are committed.
8: Like, how long yeah. are these shifts where you sit down? You know, how long two, is it? Two
4: days. Two days a piece, like he's he's he doesn't get off now till Tuesday, really. Yeah, he goes straight
6: yeah no, through no, they, Tuesday. they chain they chain me to a rock in here. Yeah, you have not get until Tuesday. gall eats my eats my bladder or whatever. Right there this we go. Back
8: right. ba- breaking labor. We just appreciate you sacrificing for us here at Fox. We Sports really do. Radio. But awesome. there's a
4: line outside for people who would love to have your job. Believe you know, me, no, there isn't. Like, I think there would be. <laughs> I really. <laughs> All right, he was quick
8: on. with that response. No, there's not. That's not. Well, he looked. He right. looked out
4: the window to see. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe later on. This is a great game. And who thunk? Who would have thunk that these two teams would be five and zero oh at this point in time? Steelers, Titans, both five and zero. Oh. Something's gonna give today. Two Wait a minute. Let me
8: stop you right there. Why is this so unbelievable to you? Because the Steelers have not been five and zero
4: oh since 1979, and the Titans. I didn't think they have the gumption to get five and zero oh this year. I didn't think they'd make it. I didn't I think it'd be five and zero. I think it's great. To, it's so hard to be undefeated. It really
8: is. Wait a minute. You're the one who is saying so, uh, the Chiefs are going to go undefeated, I know, I know. right? I knew like, you'd
4: bring that up. And as soon as I said huh? they lost last week, you know it's tough. It is very yeah. tough. Hey,
8: listen. I don't completely disagree with you. It's just the way that you said it. Like, well, what would have thought? Like, it's well, not really. that crazy that they're both. Did 5-0. Did you think the Steelers
4: would be five and zero? Up two teams meeting today that are both five and zero? I didn't think that would happen. It's great. I think it's I crazier.
8: It. I have a hard time believing that the Steelers, this is the first time in 2020 they were even 4-0 and right. since 1979. Okay, like, nah. I can't believe there hasn't been a season between 79 and this right? year where the Steelers went four and zero, they've won Super Bowls, so I'm that blows my mind way more than the Steelers being five. Well, and now 0 I'm going to pick
4: them apart a little bit because I'm going to do the Brian No situation. Look at the schedule. Look what they beat, right? The Giants, Denver, Houston, Philadelphia, and Cleveland. I mean, look, I, I give them credit. Five and zero is still five and zero, and Ben Roethlisberger is playing good football. Eleven TDs and one INT, but still, in all, today's a test. Today will be the test, and they got a guy on their offensive side of the ball, wide receiver Chase Claypool. Could very well be the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Six touchdowns in the last five games. And the Titans may have the MVP in running back Derrick Henry. So, I mean, it's great. Wait
8: a who, Who? who? You know he's in the same league as Russell Wilson, right?
4: He's going to get some votes, though.
8: You... how many people do you have in the MVP conversation? Well, I mean, according to
4: you, you know, make it a dictatorship. <laughs> just put one name on the ballot, and that's it. I mean, when they vote for the Hall Not of cool. Fame, they got Not ten three. names on there. Not four. Right?
8: Not I, I just want to know what the Not list is. Six. Is it 17? Are we up to 20? Are we, do we have?
4: Well, I think I've taken Aaron Rodgers off there and replaced him with Derrick Henry now. Okay. All right. All right. But all right, God, it. it's like Wilson's shark's idea. teeth
8: with you in the MVP race. If Number you take five, one guy out, you got to put somebody else I, in there. I don't there.
4: like having a one horse race. I want to have other people in there. Believe me. But Derrick Henry, get this: over the last three seasons, there have been six. Count them: six two hundred yard rushing efforts. Number three six. by Henry. Three by Henry. Four players have three career games with two hundred rushing yards and two touchdowns. You know who they are? Derrick Henry, Jimmy Brown. Barry Sanders oh, and Ladanian Jimmy Brown, huh? Jimmy Brown, yeah. I, James, I'm sorry, I, wasn't I can't say James off. Brown. He's the singer. Jim Sanders, right? Jim Brown,
8: Barry Jim Sanders Brown. and Ladanian Tomlinson, huh? Jimmy. Right. That was the Jimmy list. Jimmy
4: Brown, Jim yeah. Brown, Jimmy. number thirty-two. Jim number Brown, number thirty-two. Yeah. Jim Brown. Look, right.
8: Derrick Henry is a absolute beast. There's He's no a doubt stud. about that. Stud, but I want to see what he does against the Steel Curtain 2020 right. defense. Right.
4: Great right. test. Great.
8: So, test. and look, man they have the number two defense in football in terms of total defense. That's yardage can be a little bit misleading, but also against the rush. They're only giving up 66 yards per game. That's a stingy Steelers defense. Nice. And the other layer to this is Andy about half of Tennessee's passing yards since the beginning of last season, they come from the play action passing game. Right. So if Derek Henry is held relatively in check, and the rushing attack isn't as big of a threat, well, then the play-action passing game isn't functioning at the same high level. So I love the t- the uh, the Steelers in this game. I'm betting on too. defense. Maybe a sneak peek and nose picks at the end of the show. I love the Steelers <laughs> in this one. I'm betting on defense. I'm betting against Derrick Henry and Tannehill today.
4: I'm going to make a, a prediction today. Derrick Henry will not rush for 100 yards today number one and the Steelers win by double digits wow
8: okay that's a little bold right there Tennessee's been a good team good I team. can I, see I, it happening I like the boldness out of you today Furman that's
4: nice 27-17 could be the final of that game Pittsburgh
8: yeah I, Are you hey me? possibly I just think this if you look at Tannehill they showed a stat earlier this week on Center where over the last 15 games, Tannehill has put up better numbers than Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. He's thrown for more yards per game than both of those guys. He's and had back-to-back like, to back four right? touchdown
4: games. Back-to-back to back four touchdown games. I'm surprised you don't have Tannehill in the
8: MVP conversation. Well, you have pretty be much week. half the league in there. You well, know? Why next can't week Tannehill ahead. get some?
4: No, After Derrick Henry fails to get 100 yards today, next week I put Tannehill in there. Okay.
8: All right. Well, you look about this. One more stat here. Last one that I'll give you. Yes. Tannehill, the last 18 games, that includes the playoffs. He's thrown 40 touchdowns and nine picks.
4: That's great. It really is.
8: That's just a little more than a season. Think about 16 games, right? So we just got two more games. So that's about a full length of a season. 40 touchdowns, nine picks. That's great. And I think this is, again, this is one of those reputation games If Ryan Tannehill is able to play well against a really good Steelers defense and the Mm -hmm. Titans win, that helps his reputation. Certainly. Not by leaps and bounds, but it's another step. You know what's interesting to me, Andy, is think of a guy like RG3 when he was a rookie, rookie of the year, great rookie season, and then he fell off fast. It didn't take long for the opinions to catch up with what was currently happening. It was like, oh, he's... Not any good anymore, right? Well, we were a lot quick had to, to do, do with that. the
4: injury. A lot had to right? do with the
8: injury. But, okay, but follow me on this one. But think about how it's different with Tannehill. Tannehill was average with the Miami Dolphins. He's been really, really, really good with the Titans. And they're still like, yeah, but ah, he's still Tannehill, right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you go from good to not good... Boom, we can catch up real fast with reevaluating right. you. you. Know? But, here's but the if thing you go Tannehill, from average to really good, it's yeah. still it's like this, I don't, I don't know if I'm quite buying this yet. It's weird how that works with yeah, your Tannehill reputation had this, changing. Had the, had the,
4: yeah, he had the built-in excuse because he didn't play quarterback in college. He was a receiver. So they kind of transferred him into a quarterback situation. And when he didn't make it, so to speak, in Miami and they got rid of him, there was an well, we tried, he didn't make it. And the fact that he's been so good in Tennessee – one of the problems is and we've talked about this many times is that Tennessee's off Broadway, and you're not going to get a lot of hype. Even Derrick Henry doesn't get his due recognition because he plays in Tennessee. Really, you play in Dallas. I mean, you know, if you belch in Dallas, people know about it. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Well,
8: look, Tannehill. He did. He played 26 games at quarterback. Mainly, his final season was 13. Right. He played at quarterback. Right. right. Um, so, look, that's comparable to some guys. Mark Sanchez didn't have a whole lot of time. Mitch Trubisky didn't have a whole lot of time at North Carolina. So it's comparable with some of those other guys in terms of amount of games played at the quarterback position. I think the better point is what you said about Tennessee, right? And it's you're completely off-Broadway. Oh, and it's yeah. weird because there's literally Broadway Street. It's like right across from Titan Stadium. That's where all the bars and all that stuff is right. in Nashville. But it's right. You're not under the microscope, it's not box office. And I think if Tannehill and Derrick Henry are doing the same things they're doing for the Cowboys instead of the Titans they're talked about much differently. So that's a good point by you, Andrew.
4: Same thing with the Memphis Grizzlies in the NBA. You could be a superstar, be a great player there. Oh, you're Memphis. I forgot about them. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. If you live in Memphis or Nashville, that's just the way it is. But I think
8: that this is also part of it. Derrick Henry gets a lot more attention than Tannehill does. Right. And I think the reputation thing, I think that we're just, we drag our heels if a player goes from average or bad to really good. It just takes us longer to, like, right. I'm not quite buying in. If a player goes from good to bad, we're like, yeah, he's no good anymore. Like, right. it doesn't take us any time to catch up with that. And
4: if he goes from bad to good, let me see him do it again. It was a fluke. Right. Let me see him do it right. We'll see what happens. By the way, this is no fluke. He's back. He's back. And I wish him a belated happy birthday again. The one and only Marcel, in color. Happy birthday. Fox Sports Hello, Marcel. How are you?
2: I'm fine, <coughs> Andy, Brian, and two Brians. <laughs> there is no L in his name. <coughs> Brian, no. <laughs>
8: There you go. You got yeah, it right, Marcel. Perfect. It's good, I man. love it. Good to hear from you. What happened? Did you fall asleep on us
2: earlier?
6: Uh-huh.
8: Uh,
2: yeah, just be, just after 7 o'clock Eastern, but right now it is going to be 8.13 on the East Coast.
6: What time and- do you
8: wake up normally, Marcel? I'm curious uh-huh.
2: about this. 6 <laughs> o'clock uh, in the morning. Dude, you're an early riser. Okay, very nice. 6 o'clock Eastern time instead. Because it will be Eastern Daylight time right now.
4: Right, next gotcha. week. We move the clocks, yes. Yeah. Next Saturday. Yeah. So
8: what are you looking forward to today, Marcel, real fast? What do you have on your uh, sports viewing docket, huh?
2: <laughs> and by the way, before I, before I say anything, since Andy Furman, oh. the one who follows me on Twitter, Guess Brian I No as <laughs> N O E. At the no show on Twitter. Do you follow
8: me? Uh, I don't know. I've been mean. It's on the to-do list, you know? (laughs) It's on the to-do list. It's a lengthy list, Marcel, but it's it's on the list. I got to check that box at some point. He's a good
4: follow. I follow him, B. I
2: do. Right right at you.
8: Did you hear the guilt trip by Marcel right there? Like, Andy Furman follows me, and there was just a dramatic pause. Like, uh, I don't know about you, though, no. Don't know about you. If you're following me or not, it's better for ratings, Marcel, if I don't, you know?
2: (laughs) I understood, Brian. No. All right. My three key matchups for the Seahawks taking on the Cardinals, 820 Eastern, 520 Pacific tonight. It will be, number one, the quarterback, Murray. Kyler Murray, number yes. one overall pick in 2019 versus the entire defense. Uh-huh. Number two, yes. receiver D.K. Metcalf, versus quarterback Patrick Peterson. Yes. Uh-huh. And lastly, that's, this is going to be a good one, the battle in the red zone. Hope the Seahawks go to win against those Cardinals in the Grand Canyon Saint. It will take place at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale.
4: You know what? Excuse me if I may. You're wasting oh, your time to. because this game is on Fox T V and you should be in the booth with them. No, on you're Fox.
2: wrong. You're you're wrong,
8: Andy. This is a Sunday night game. You are absolutely wrong to go against Marcel. He knows what he's talking about. You don't, you back down. This is a Sunday night game. It's been changed over here. You gotta well, adapt with the times over well, here for a minute. Oh,
9: oh yeah, you're right. Say, I, forgot. So I forgot.
4: I forgot. I forgot. I
2: have to say, sir, the Seahawks, and Cardinals on NBC. Uh-huh. Right, Check it out. Right, I'm sorry. Try, th- right.
4: try
8: this, Marcel. Say, hey, Furman, you go back to your hole right now. Say something I like can't that aggressively. I not the
4: changes that well. Okay. Andy, I got to go should, back and study. Go Mr. Ahead.
2: Furman, you should go yes. back to Cincinnati right now. I'm going right <laughs> now. And you're
4: going back. You're going back to bro. Go back to bed. All right. Thank you, Marcel. Speak to you next oh, don't week. Don't
2: forget, um... At the No Show, <laughs> oh, you man. put the, you, the, the you put the "l" in there. He You're back to your wait. old he habits He sounds like here, a Marcel. moose.
4: He sounds like a moose. He really does, but he <laughs> <laughs> does. Okay, on Twitter, if you want to follow him, it's Brian No. It's at the No Show at Andy Furman FSR eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox 877-996-6369, If you want to be like Marcel, really line up in this hour. nose picks at the end of the hour, and they've headed a new weapon for today. That's coming
5: up next. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
9: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
4: They need more than a foot to win this one. We'll tell you all about that in a minute. 23 past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. By the way, B, I got a tweet here. I was challenged to a wager, and I accepted. Suck it, Coop says to me on Twitter that the Saints won't get to nine wins, and they'll miss the playoffs. I've accepted that bet. I've accepted that bet that they will get to nine wins, and they will make the playoffs this year.
8: Uh, It's, hey man, it could go either way. I actually think that they're going to get into the playoffs. I would disagree with, uh, who is that again? Checking in with us. Suck it. Coop. Suck it. Coop. Okay. Suck it. Coop. (laughs) No, I know it's, uh, Justin over there. Um, I would actually agree with you, Andy. I think this is probably a playoff team. I have a hard time seeing them. Not get in with seven teams in each conference this year, right? I think the Saints probably get to ten and six. I don't see them being twelve and four. You're talking about them losing only two games from here on out, but well, I see them being six a playoff more. team. They got
4: to win six more. Well,
8: you win. have them. Yeah. You were saying they're going to lose two from here on out. Yeah, I don't they, see them they,
4: being twelve. Well, and that's, four. that's what I said, but that's not part of the wager, though. Know? No. Yeah. Right. You got so, two separate yeah. things
8: going on yeah. here. Exactly.
4: Right. So I'm covered. I'll be fine. I'm gonna win this one. It's for cigars. It's for cigars. By uh, the way, we talked about this. You know, I'm, I'm so confused when the days, the games, the days, the times, whatever. But I know Seahawks cards. That's Sunday night now. That was moved. Okay. Yeah. But I want with Chiefs Broncos right. Now. I want to go to this one because the Broncos. I'm glad they, you're
8: up with the times now with the Sunday. I don't even night know what day
4: either. they play. Little on the time. Come on. <laughs> I, are they playing any Tuesday games this week? I, I do like so. how
8: Marcel told you to go back to Cincinnati, though. That was nice.
4: Well, you know, whatever. He's going back to sleep, so you want to hear me. All okay. right. <laughs> last week, the Broncos beat the Patriots, and I will say this. If the Broncos want to win or get competitive today to get the 3-3, three and three, which they will not against the Chiefs, they got to score some touchdowns. They got six field goals from Brandon McManus last week. They need more than that, obviously, to beat the Chiefs. But the Chiefs had Le'Veon Belt today. Le'Veon Bell today. We're going to watch that. And, you know, really, that's that's some firepower. Hopefully, we'll see how he's running in that offense. It'll be great.
8: Right. And the last that I heard, Andy Reid said we're going to gauge where he is on game day, like his familiarity with the playbook. And Uh so I I don't know. I don't know how much Le'Veon is going to play today. But that obviously is a very interesting story moving forward. How many carries does he get? I don't think this is going to be one of these situations where Le'Veon Bell is going to be vocal or complaining about the lack of touches or something like that. He's negotiating against himself if he does anything like that. This is his chance to um, establish himself for another team, establish his next payday if he's not back with the Chiefs next season. And I can't imagine he's going to get paid in KC. So this is a way for him to showcase himself to the rest of the NFL. And that's the worst way to showcase yourself if you're bellyaching about how many touches you're getting. I just don't anticipate that happening with him.
4: No, I don't think it will. look honestly, they're going to win with or without him. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Last week, they beat Buffalo 26-17 and they racked up 245 yards on the ground without him, okay? And that was the most ground yardage since Andy Reid took over back in 2013. You know, this team is very well balanced, you know? And even defensively, they've come along. They've come a long way in the defensive end of the football. And I'm surprised they've lost one, but you know what? Everybody has a hiccup. This is a great team. Are they the best team in the National Football League? I don't think they are as of right now i don't think they are if you were to ask me wow. which team i will tell you in the next segment and then what a tease that okay. is huh right, wow. in the next right. segment i will tell you who the best team in the nfl yeah, is mate, as you
8: you you're so easily influenced here andy Furman. What do you like mean? you went from the chiefs going 16 and 0 a right. couple of weeks ago to right. they're no longer the best team in football
4: well they're close it's one and one a perhaps, but I don't think... As a, <laughs> right, but as a, don't but you know see that? That's a pretty of big I'm shift change. after one loss. Of course I'm going to change after a loss. Why wouldn't I? They're 5-1 and one right now, and they're lost. I mean, really. So What, what, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, they were the best in my heart of hearts, and now you switch. You know, well, AP switches their polls every week, too, in football.
8: Here, They're right at the top, if not the best team. They are right there. No they had no All chance right. to go 16-0. That was crazy. Right. Uh, but they're a very, very good team. They're not historically great. You got to be historically great to go 16 and 0. That's not where they are. Their rush defense leaves a lot to be desired. And that's the question today. Can Denver run the ball? Because you have to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field as much as possible. So Denver's only chance in this game is to run the ball effectively. If they don't, it is a wrap.
4: Yeah, I don't think they can. No, I don't think they can. I don't think they will. You know, but you're right. The Chiefs' linebackers have struggled in coverage; they really have. So we'll see what happens there. But I just don't think they have the experience. And you know what? History is on the side of the Chiefs. I think there's something like won the last nine games against Denver. The last time I think Denver beat Kansas City, Peyton Manning was the quarterback. So uh, you know, whatever that means, I don't think it means anything. Even in wagering, it means nothing. But still, in all, I think that's in the back of the minds of some of the players, not many. But I uh, look, they're a better team. Better teams win. And the Chiefs are going to win this game.
8: By how much, here, Andy Furman? You seem you, uh, to have this you, game it, pegged.
4: I think it'll be close. I think Chiefs twenty-eight, Denver twenty-one.
8: Hmm. Okay, all right. We'll see right. how it goes, man. But I look Is at it, the Chiefs. Uh, that was a hiccup against the Raiders, and they have they've been guilty of playing to the level of their competition far too many times. Um, but I think that they roll today. I like what Vic Fangio did against the Patriots' offense last week. He's, he can scheme them up, right? Mm-hmm. He can win games ugly. But this is a different test against the Chiefs. And to see Le'Veon Bell and to see how he fits into this offense, I just think Andy Reid's going to do a lot of creative things with Le'Veon. They'll use right. him out of the backfield. They'll use him in the pass-catching game, Right. And uh, they'll also, they'll probably put him in the slot. They'll do all kinds of weird stuff with Le'Veon. So, well,
4: will that be interesting to see how, how much he plays, how many snaps he gets? Yeah. That's the key, I, too. I don't think he's going to get a ton
8: today, but it's more so going forward. It's right. a, a little glimpse today. I think we're going to get a little nibble of Le'Veon against the Broncos, but mainly going forward, what Andy Reid is going to be able to do, like, schematically. But it's going to be scheming. great,
4: because next week, next Sunday... The Chiefs play the Jets. That'll be good. A lot storylines. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be amazing. Can't wait for right. that one. Well, you're being sarcastic, <laughs> but I want to see Le'Veon against his former teammates. I mean, who that's...
8: cares? They're going to carve him up. What's well, the drama in that?
4: I want to see what he does against them. That's all I'm saying. He's going right. to go off against a sucky team. What, well, what do we'll you see.
8: think's going to happen?
4: I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to watch the game next week. All we'll right. see. All right, okay. Brian Fenley, Andy Furman. He's going to be coming. Brian Friendly's going to be doing what's
8: hey, it? So he's co hosting now, huh?
4: No, Brian Friendly's going to be doing the updates in a minute. Oh, okay, but all right. have Brian No. I'm right. Andy Firm. we Fox Football Sunday. <laughs> they are the NFL's best. We're going to tell you who they are, but first, he's our best. <laughs> Brian Fenley with the labels.
8: I'm going to come over there to Kentucky and slap you around. Oh.
11: Wow. Well, Speaking of Kentucky, Andy, with all the flip-flopping you do with teams. You're oh, my the, word. You're come ki- on now. You're the kind of guy that would go to a horse race and bet every single horse in a actual do. race just so you could come I've away done with that. a win.
4: Yes, I told everybody I, I've done that. All right. Yes.
11: Master. I had the five
4: horse. Yeah. Oh,
8: Andy, Wilbur. you bet on 11 other horses, though. You don't profit off of that. Oh,
4: Wilbur.
11: Well, Andy, you also are a part-time jockey, so you, you have to... Add that to. Yeah, and your I get resume. on the
4: horse with my clown shoes, too, that are my bowling shoes. What else? Well, really? it's usually you're on an ox. And my underwear is my mask. What else <laughs> now? Come on. Okay. Uh,
11: yeah. Hey, you're catching on. Right. Do- Dodgers closer Kenley Jansen croaking on the hill in the ninth inning as the Rays pull through 8 7 to make the World Series a 2 2 tie. Tampa's Brett Phillips hits an RBI single off Jansen with two outs and two strikes in the ninth. And then the Dodgers botch a throw to home plate, enabling the game winning run to score. Both teams will reunite later today for Game 5 just after 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox TV. NFL Network Noting Raiders starting offensive lineman Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Denzel Good, and Colton Miller came back with COVID-19 negative results, and so they are cleared to play today. They were all in close proximity to Trent Brown on their offensive line as he deals with coronavirus. The league is docking the Titans $350,000 for the team's COVID-19 Outbreak.
4: How'd but, they get that amount? Why'd they pick that for I mean, well, three fifty. Why not?
11: It's your yearly salary. I think that that's what they did. Yeah. The Las Vegas Raiders could be fined for their own coronavirus mishandlings. The Arizona Cardinals figure to have wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins in the fold today against the Seahawks, even though he's dogged with an ailing ankle. The Jaguars are close to disposing of quarterback Gardner Minshew and benching him if he can't get his act together on the field. Mike Glennon would take his spot. ESPN reporting Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder is assumed out with a groin injury today versus the Bills. Quarterback Sam Darnold starting, coming off an AC joint sprain. And his offensive lineman, Mekhi Becton, is a yes to play despite a shoulder issue. And that's why, guys, as I send it back to Andy Furman and Brian no, I call it on Fox Sports Radio right now. The Jets are winning today their Whoa. first win of the season. Whoa. They get it done against the Bills.
4: Wow. Yeah. Why? I'll bet you on that. I'll bet you a punch in the face. How's that? All right. What do I get in return? Well, you can punch me in the face if they lose. Okay, all right, all right, we'll shake punch on in it. the face. All right, sounds great. Be my pleasure. <laughs> Pulled by it.
8: Brian Fenley today, huh? What is it? Sam Darnold's back. You they take it. down the Bills. Nothing. Did you, the 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 Bills have been struggling recently, guys.
11: You know, yeah, going Against be the strug- Chiefs,
4: you'll be struggling in the, in, 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 next week when you pay off. When I pay off to you, you'll be struggling. <laughs> nope. You'll
11: yeah. be crying after you
4: uh, nope. make this L. We'll no, I got the glass jaw. He can't hurt me. All right. Have a great day. Last week revealed nothing. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and welcome back, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on current insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 A U T O. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And of course, no. By the way, I got, a, I
8: got a bone to pick with you here, Andy. A glass only jaw one. means you can be hurt. Right. Yeah, but he can't, like, he I won't can't get, let that go. He won't get
4: to my he won't get to my glass jaw. He won't touch it. Okay. He won't have to, because I'll be hitting him in the jaw. All right. Really. No picks, by the way, in less than ten minutes. By the way, the Sunday night game. Seahawks at Cardinals. All mm-hmm. right. Cardinals win last week over a depleted Dallas team 38 to 10. And I will tell you right here and now, that win means absolutely nothing. Nothing. All right. Russell Wilson right now. The uh, front runner for the MVP, 19 touchdowns. Among how IMT's. many
8: others, Andy? You have 18 others there's, in the MVP? No, there's going to be about three
4: others. There's going to be people <laughs> voting for, you know, there will be some people voting for someone else rather than Russell Wilson. He won't be a unanimous MVP. I, that I don't promise. not I I don't know that if I he keeps this
8: you. pace up. It's possible. See,
4: we'll see. That's but a tough today, pace to keep up. He'll going. keep it up today. That's for sure. He'll keep it up today because the Cardinals are allowing yeah. like almost over 470 yards a game. So I think they could have a big game today. Not a lot and of it,
8: points, though, right? They no, haven't been giving up no, too many points. They're they the only not. team – every game of the Cardinals has gone under the total this year. It's right. the only team that can claim that. I think so Kyla Murray has a big It's not, game not all great defense. It's some stinky offense along the way. Right. But every right. one of their games has gone under the total.
4: Right. I enjoy watching Kyla Murray play. And I think that he's going to have a big game on the ground, rushing it. Could be fairly high scoring today something in the neighborhood of like 34-27. I think Seattle wins this one in a big game for Russell Wilson, and he won't have to bring him back from the dead and win at the last minute.
8: Well, I think it's all about – well, not all, but one of the main factors in this game is Kyler Murray. Can he be better in the passing game? Because he's got to be more consistent. He'd be the first guy to tell you. Last week against the Cowboys, there are a couple of wide-open receivers. He just didn't get him the football. Larry Fitzgerald was wide open in the back of the end zone. Cliff Kingsbury is on the sideline like, oh, man, this is what I live for, scheming this open. It's right there. He airmailed it over Larry Fitzgerald's head. He's got to be better in the passing game. And I don't want to make him out to be a disaster, but he's just not consistent enough. He's dynamic with the run-pass threat. And he has scored a touchdown, rushing and throwing in five of the six games this year. That's the most by any quarterback through the first six games of a season in NFL history. So he gives you that blend of running and passing, but I just want to see more consistency in the passing game from
4: Kyler. And if you guess that consistency, I mean, it could be dangerous because DeAndre Hopkins, I tell you, now he's playing, right? He's playing today. Yes, DeAndre, he's expected okay. to play. Okay, so he's in. DeAndre Hopkins, he's had something like three games this year with at least 130 yards and was the NFL's leader in both receptions and receiving yards uh, going into week number six. He's dangerous. He really is. And I still can't believe that he's not – that he's trade. I mean, that blows me away. I mean, honestly, he's he's tremendous. He's a great player. But he's got to get the ball. they got to deliver the ball to him.
8: Which game are you more interested in? Is it this game, Seattle at Arizona, or the Pittsburgh, original Pittsburgh. Sunday night game that was moved to earlier in the day with Tampa at the Raiders. Which game well, Tem- is Tampa sexier Raiders. to you,
4: Tampa Raiders? But I think the big game that I'm, I'm really interested in is Pittsburgh, Tennessee. I really wow. want to see so it.
8: the power rankings, the Andy Furman power rankings of interest. <laughs> you have the the Steelers hosting the Titans. Uh, I'm sorry, the other way around, the Steelers at the Titans. That's yeah. number one on your list today.
4: Yeah, I, I kind of like that game, yeah. But I it's very one and one a one and one a would be Tampa Bay game. The Tampa yeah. Bay game, yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's no right or
8: wrong answer. I was just curious about yeah. that.
4: No, I mean, I I enjoy watching Tom Brady play because, you know, how many more years am I going to see him play? That's the key. I mean, you want to see a legend play. He's a legend, and they're doing well.
8: By the way, um, real fast, and we touched on this earlier, but it is – it's one of the bigger stories in the NFL. Do you think that Antonio Brown going to Tampa is going to work?
4: You know, I think with Tom Brady there, yes, but obviously his coach never really wanted him there. Bruce Arians didn't want him. That's a problem right there. Look, I think that he somewhat learned his lesson – I think the yelling and screaming and the anti. I hope, you know, sometimes you can't change a guy's stripes, but hopefully he's been out and he misses it. He maybe needs the money. I don't know, but he lost football. There's not much else I don't think he could do. He's not going to be a commentator. No one's going to hire him for TV, right? So he wants to get back into football. Again, as I say, as a fan, I want to see him play because he's great. Uh, Will he be controlled? I think so. Brady will control him, him. but but he has a tendency that he could be a cancer in the locker room. He could very well be.
8: Well, here's the thing, man. Um, Tampa is absolutely all in to try to win a championship this year. You don't pick up a guy like Antonio Brown, who could go haywire, right, (laughs) unless you're completely all in. I think that with a solid defense, another playmaker on offense, I think with Tom Brady as your quarterback, that's another big factor in this one. Mm -hmm. The GOAT, an established guy. Like, I know Antonio Brown. He's going to go Antonio at some stage. He's either going to do something stupid off the field or he's going to showcase his selfish ways on the field. I I think Tampa has their eyes wide open. I don't think there are delusions of grandeur where it's like, he's learned his lesson, he's going to be a model citizen, he's going to be the epitome of everything we want in a player. I think they're walking into this saying, He's probably going to do some wild stuff, but he's a heck of a player, and we're just yeah, going we'll to live with it. it.
4: Right. You're exactly right. But you know what, though? Honestly, and I, I hope you agree with me on this, I think everybody deserves a second chance. I don't, I don't I don't care what line of work you're in, what you do in life. You deserve a second chance. You know, we're a country that gives second chances. Give him a second chance. He's going to get it now. If he blows it now, hey, you had your chance. Goodbye. Give I I, chance.
8: I disagree with you. It depends on what the second chance is for. That's how I look at it. So I wouldn't paint the broad brush and say, everybody just magically deserves a second chance. It depends on what you did, right? So I, no, I don't agree with that. I think well, that there are even guys that get, yeah, get a right, second right, chance. Okay, great. They get out of prison. Right. right. But I wouldn't go as far as to say, everybody automatically, it's like there's some crazy stuff that people have done where I don't look and say, oh, yeah, we'll just brush that aside and back to business here. So, no, I, I don't agree that everybody deserves that. But with Antonio Brown, these are serious allegations. But until it's proven, they're allegations. Right. And so for Antonio Brown to get another chance, I understand why he is getting another chance. I just wouldn't go as far as to say everybody deserves one. That's something
4: I'm not willing no, and, to and say. And we've always said talent trumps trouble. And he has gotten into trouble, but his talent is overshadowing the trouble. And that's why he's been taken by the team. You know, that's why he's going to play. If it was anybody else, I don't think it would happen. But he's great at what he does. All
8: right. yeah, he makes them the most interesting team in the league. Yes, he does. And they were very interesting before A.B. But just this added layer of what's A.B. going to do? How productive is he going right. to be? What's he going to look like on the field? How does he behave? How does he right. act? Is this too much drama? Like... All it's so interesting. Tampa, they're the most interesting team in football right now.
4: They certainly are. And you're the most interesting guy in this show. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday. On Fox Sports Radio, we're gonna tell you about a real complete body changeover.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
4: Nose Picks coming right up about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. By the way, at the top of the hour, which is 9 o'clock on the East Coast, Mike Harmon and Lavar Arrington will join you on the iHeartRadio app, SiriusXM Channel 83, and, of course, many of the same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But right now, my partner and friend, it's time, Nose Picks! Are you ready for it?
5: Bright, sparky. Here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for Noe's picks.
8: All right, Andy Furman, bad news. One and two. It was a losing week huh. last week. It was cold as ice. I know. You I know. Quit. I'll get it going. Kyler Murray in Arizona saved me from a winless weekend. So I'm looking to rebound here. I'm going to keep it simple for you, okay? Three selections. There's a common theme with two of them. Mm. First off, Steelers plus a point and a half. They've got the strong defense. I think they hold Derrick Henry relatively in check, which also limits the play play action passing game of Tennessee. So give me the Steelers plus the point and a half. I'm thinking you're agreeing with that one. Am I right, Andy? That is a lock. Lock, huh? Okay. Now here is the theme. I'm going with the unders again. (laughs) That's right. Let's go low here. Make it easy. The total in each of these games is 45. I'm taking the under in both games. Cowboys at Washington. Think about Dallas' offensive line is banged up. You got a strong defensive line. I don't think Dallas is going to score many points, and Washington's offense stinks. How many points are going to be scored in this game? Give me the under 45. Uh, All right. You're uh, wavering a little bit here. And also... The Niners and Patriots. Patriots offense, it's not exactly functioning at a high level. They still play pretty good defense. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, grind-it-out, field-position type game. I'm going to take the under-45 in that game also. What do you think about that, Andy?
4: Uh, That'll i take. I'm not too sure about the... uh... Not too sure, huh? Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest thing. that I ever All heard right. of. <laughs> I'm not sure of the Cowboys' wash I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Really? Deep, deep, deep You're taking deep, deep. the over
8: 45 yeah, in that one? Yeah,
4: yeah. I,
8: I, Alright, we'll see how it works out. Time to go your own way, Andy. For right, what you. do you have for us this, this is morning?
4: unbelievable. This is for my son. This is for Brian Fenley. He's going to listen to this one. A German man set a Guinness World Record for the most body modifications. Yes. And he says he's not finished altering his body. Rolf Buchholz said his enthusiasm for body modification. Didn't the until he got his first tattoo at the age of 40 but he soon became addicted and he now has 516 body modifications including tattoos piercing and subdermal implants he previously set the world record for most piercing when they were officially counted at 453 including get this 158 around his lips alone how do you like that wow
8: that is some uh Alteration right there. Yeah, you that's said the,
4: my son's going to do that, Brian Fenley. All
8: right, how about this? Zoo Tampa. They've uh-huh. named a baby rhinoceros Gronk, obviously oh. after Rob Gronkowski. So Gronk, the human being, checked in about that's Gronk, great. the rhinoceros. Check this out.
1: Hello, baby Gronk. It's very nice to meet you. I just want to say that I have
6: heard that you are super fast, big, strong, good looking. Very nice skin, very cuddleful, which means you you like to cuddle. People love to cuddle you. Uh, I just want to say it is an honor to meet you, baby Gronk, and you are my new inspiration.
8: All right, there you go, cuddleful. Never heard that before. And also, last one for you here, Andy Furman, Sean Kemp, former NBA player, he is opening a dispensary in Seattle. He's calling it Sean Kemp's cannabis. I think that's too basic for a dispensary, right? Like, you got to be a little eclectic. I would have opted for Seattle Super Chronic. Huh? <laughs> yeah. How about that? They yeah. tie
4: in with the All Sonics. Right. That'd be perfect. That's it. I tell you what, have a good one. Stay tuned for our guys, Arrington
5: and Harmon, right here. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Radio.